Welcome to the Weed Nerd World. We guys have had a good day. I've been well. Following up a good episode, despite many, many technical difficulties, but all good. A lot of fun. Great episode. Fun conversation. That fall guy blabbered in the background. Let's get this chat popped out. Please roll that chat to the live chat, please. Ah, sometimes I'm not smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> Listen to a little bit of Slick Jacket, Cutlass Supreme. What's up, Lord Nugs? I'm Vernon Cannabis Grower. Fixing to roll up a little bit of Chalomium number five myself. A Vernon Cannabis Grower, 710 Calent Super. Ray Sun Grown 207. What's up? See, they bump ahead. They got another one I like too. You all really. Because Cutlass Supreme, I like. The Liquid uh, Habits is another one. Uh, Slick Jacket plays in a little bit. Of course, Cycle Rounds, another good one. Okay, find the delinquent habits. That's a good one. Though. Might have to go backwards, go forwards. I think so. What's up, Brett Anderson? How you doing? Kind of just babbling at the moment, trying to find something to listen to. I guess I got to go back a little bit, go forward. Where is that delinquent habits? You keep showing me that cycle ground. Good too. All right, there. California. Right here. What's up, Green 13? Cheers to you, my friend. Trying to work out rolling one on top of five. Are you doing 30 more seconds? I think Justin got over there. Check it in for me. I come close and take sounds. I can find sunshine with rhyme over my rhyme. Take it low, watch the smoky boat. Fish out a winner. Some bot here. Someone's been sitting around for a minute. We'll call it cured. Ah, little cured bud. Little, uh, 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 little, uh
Still tasty though. Thank you. I'm again right there, man. I like that fresh cannabis. I like your attitude, Brad. It's a good way to be, my friends. Oh, yeah. I love that hook. What are you guys smoking on this evening? I don't see none of that yet. What you guys got in your pipe hole? Tray, debris, all that good stuff. I don't know, Bill. I'm confused. Where's my roller go? Oh, yeah. it's so look ahead. Look ahead a little bit for the next song here. Check me out on the new The key that shot in the chair. Just a real too. Listen to a little bit of everything. Oh, green fingers is rolling. He's in. Yeah. See if he comes in on the first try What's that? You know where, man? If I got that blue towel tonight, damn, like, I got that big old light being up off my head. Man, it shows you like a green tone to it, man. What's up, Green fingers made it in first, first shot tonight. What up, brother? I can bring in the mark so I can jump on. Go. I can't get down. What's up, brother? Yeah, I'm seat in it right now. So now I'm looking through for another seat. I hear it, but I can't see it. Like when you roll it on the tray, you'd hear like something hard. But, and I just found one, so that'll be another one. Oh, yeah, I can fucking hear a seed hit that tray in the dark. <laughs> right? And you know what it is, too. It's like, or you can hear one fall and hit the wooden floor or the tile, and you know what it is. It's like, that was a fucking seed. What the fuck? Where'd that fucking come from? That's what I always might thought. Where in the fuck did that come from? I mean, more so nowadays, they seem to be a little more printful over here, but yeah. When I that. when my mom used to vacuum when she would come over, she'd I'd tell her not to throw it away, just to put it in a bag. And then I would sift through it for the seeds because I'd spilled like a whole tray full of seeds like more than once. Like shit. It's hundreds of seeds on the ground. Fuck. 
I always think that personally myself, this is I, I like drift off while I'm smoking and I picture that garbage or that a vacuum bag in a like a like a dump somewhere just growing the finest day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that too. I'm like some bum or somebody's gonna find this fucking bag full of weed and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be fucking like yes. It's the garbage man secret stash and shit, and they all keep it alive. It's been in some dump now for years. It's legend. <laughs> That's probably they have their own fucking land race. Every fucking dumpster in every city, you know. So fuck all the shit that's been thrown away on accident. Shit's keeping tight. Just washed it. That's fucking choking me. Put on some weight. I'll admit it. Play. Oh, come on. You fattening oh, up that piece of meat, are you? My dimple, <laughs> my dimple is going like fucking huge now. Look. You can see like, you couldn't see it before. Now you can see my dimple. When I first jumped on the show, I had no dimple because I was that skinny. Now my face is pudging up. Fucking horrible. Man, it's a fucking beautiful day here in Michigan, man. It's fucking almost 90 degrees today. Loving it. Got a fucking tan. I'm red already. Fucking it ain't even summer yet. I'm already fucking red. It was 104 in the shade today. Keep that shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was, I was. When you said nice, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Under my breath. Like you're fucking ass rubbing that shit in. Like Jesus Christ. I was working with a little air conditioner in my bathroom to cool off the whole house. So I took off the the fan for my for my thousand watt HPS and put that in the middle of the hallway, blowing out of the fucking bathroom to cool off the rest of the house. It works. Yeah, you know, actually, one thing that used to work for me when I had a basement was just leaving that basement door open, putting a fan at the top of the steps and cool off a good portion of the house before even having to kick on the air. Be cheap like that, green fingers. I fucking didn't blew my shit all the way. It opened up right when I lit it. At least I caught it right away. My internet connection's been shit tonight. I know. I noticed that earlier on the last show. Like a little silent area popped on once or twice. I thought the show was over because I was cooking and eating. And I was like, fuck. Like, is it over? You have no idea how hard it is to do like an interview or a conversation with that kind of a fucking delay. Oh, I do. I was there talking to you in the middle of the desert. 
with no internet connection barely and you're like if it breaks off just keep talking and i'll be back and uh, you let me know right away because i was like my internet might fuck up right now so like that was the first thing you let me know yours might fuck up i was like cool yeah, yeah my internet's been all fucked up lately uh, my two, two so cat. What's up? So, Green Fingers, I'm surprised you don't have the, uh, you know, since you're down there in Mexico, I'm surprised you don't have the Mexican air conditioner going on. What is that block of ice in front of the fan? Yeah, exactly. My my freezer is like this big. My freezer is as big as me. I yeah, so I can't make ice there. Uh, no, what you do is you go get block ice, right? We don't even you have stores it. over here. We have huts that like people like will rob you if you drive by them. So we go fucking steal some block ice from somebody. <laughs> I did that. Nobody has no more ice. Everybody's all out now. We're all waiting no, for the next take, uh, <laughs> take an old cooler, right? Like an old ice chest. Turn to water right now. Just had ice water. <laughs> well, you're in the fucking desert. What do you expect? I know. The hot coffee so, stays hot forever, though. No, like, the, it's a perfect little job site cooler and all that shit. Dude. What you do is you take, like, a little four-inch fan, and you cut a hole, you know, <laughs> on an ice chest, stick that four-inch fan in there, like an inline fan, right? Stick that in there and seal it shut, like silicone it or whatever you got to do, and drop some block ice in that bitch, and you got a fucking portable air conditioner. Works bitching. So cheers, I want to say hello to Bingus and Red Pill. And then I want to tell a funny little something that happened today. And I thought Bingus, maybe, maybe you guys <laughs> <laughs> maybe you guys might enjoy this. Red Pill, you in particular as a, somebody that's willing or wanting to disturb uh distilled terps may think this is somewhat funny. So cleaning out uh my truck today and somebody hands me an air fresher thought you might like this hey cool it's got a big old pot leaf on it obviously that's why they thought i'd like it right Mm -hmm. and it's made by the the little tree you know insane company whoever does those little things and I flip it over, and there's, first of all, there's a, a pot leaf on the front of it, on the packaging, but it's not necessarily on the tree. And then at the bottom of the tree, like on the base, it says wild hemp. I thought, hmm. I opened it up and giggled for about five minutes as they looked at me like, you're a dick. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, well, I just never really knew that wild hemp smelled so much like the car nor. <laughs> Not even the slight hint of fucking cannabis or hemp. But I just thought that was funny. I never knew. I never knew. Hemp was the car nor. That one and uh, the cool water. What is Qatar Noor? If I said it properly, Dakar D- Noor. It was that fucking uh, mill uh, 
scent that you could wear in like in the 90s that was like in any restroom bar room that you fucking slow a quarter and just reek like cologne forever gotcha. yeah that's what wild apparently that's wild hemp yeah isn't that like the schlitz of the cologne world yeah exactly. yeah how are you guys doing good one eagle good how's your neck man it's doing good. It's been uh, been babying it the last couple of days. Did a lot of resting. Kept my neck brace on all the time. Yeah. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. Had right. a few uh, muscle spasm days where I had to double down on my uh, my muscle spasm or what, what do you call that? Muscle relaxers. Had some. Uh, Nerves up in this side just going crazy and twitching. It's pretty painful. <clears throat> but a couple of those extra help calm it down. No extra pain medicine, though. Staying That's low good. on it. That's good. Yeah. That's always good. Those yeah, I, tried to, I tried to stay away from the painkillers after my surgery, man. You have to at a certain point, but. Yeah. You know, I don't. I haven't had any today. What do you want? What do they give you? Uh, tramadol, 50 milligrams. Okay, really that's low. what they gave me. Yeah, really low dose. And you know, I told them I didn't want like to What's that? Does it make you feel like shit? <clears throat> Actually, no, it doesn't. It uh, doesn't even affect my bowels, which is kind of funny. Oh, wow. Because any other kind of bad. opioid would, would mess me up. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing uh, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good interview tonight, Eagle. I like uh, Fit Growing Goddess. I follow her on Instagram. She's very inspirational. Thank you. I wish the internet would have been a little more kind to me this evening, but all in all, she was a uh, she was a very patient, a trooper about it all. <laughs> I haven't been able to see it all day. My internet's been fucked up. I, matter of fact, I was trying to see what was going on just now, and it was just sitting there squirreling on me. And I said, "Well, fuck this. I'm just going to jump on and see what's going on." So I couldn't tell. All right, that's fucking weird because I've been having internet problems for the last couple of days. Hmm. Yeah. To the point where I did like, um, I gave my computer the Hillary Clinton treatment. Did you with the hammer? Uh, I didn't get as far as the hammer, but you know, I poured some bleach on it and shit. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, it, it was the internet problems all along. <laughs> yeah, I think so because I've been having issues for the last few days too. Are we having any sun flares? I'm curious. I don't know. Any sun buffs out there? It's been pretty active lately. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we've been having a few kind of uh, disturbances that they don't even know where it's coming from. Washington. Washington. Smoking out some Mendo logo. That binary star is coming in. <laughs> Made some disturbances. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Why? What'd you do? Smoking there, Johnny.
and a loco. Oh, beautiful. It's got a real nasty taste to it. Uh oh, did I lose you guys? Son of a bitch. No, you're there on my end. You're frozen. <coughs> there he is. Moved, you moved. Oh. Mando Loco is what I'm smoking on. Space, uh, you didn't hear me the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you like it? All of a sudden, everybody froze on me, and I said, oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, Maybe it's again. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> Damn aliens. Coming in here and bombing our satellites. Yeah. That was <laughs> totally unintentional. Don't make I hope you enjoyed that follow-up title there, Bingus. I was thinking, what can I follow this up with? I was like, I hope he likes it. Oh, dude, thank you. No, I appreciate everybody. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna follow. They brought it up last night. How do you follow a Bingus style SoCal? <laughs> Yours is way more effective, brother. Just saying. You no, know, mine just kills my little window, dude. You kill the no, whole thing. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I tried to learn. I learned from the best, and I tried to improve on it. <laughs> you left, you left SoCal feeling naked and insecure. If you watched the beginning of the, the follow-up, he was like, is that what it feels like to be so cal? Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know like that five-second countdown's coming. We could press the button and stop it from stopping, but none of us did that. And I don't <laughs> understand why none of us did that. I didn't even see it. Yeah, you don't see it. I see the countdown every time. It's like, you could have kept the meeting going and nobody would have realized. You could stop it from stopping. And nobody does it. I wait for somebody else to do it. I think somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. Like, well, then fucking wait next time. I just think you guys are going to do it. See what happens, man, when you procrastinate, the show goes down. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It's fine. I hate to break you. Break your heart, but it just shows you a clown face when you hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, time. It's wrap it up, motherfucker. Like it was done purposely. No, it doesn't. Does it, you? <laughs> it's uh, nobody's ever pressed it. Nobody will ever need. It. Let's try it right now. Well, there's a structure here, but it's a loose structure, you know, and uh, that's good. That's good. That way, it's kind of like me not wearing underwear makes it more comfortable but it can fucking surprise you at times <laughs> it's comfortable but all of a sudden that spider come from or holy shit who farted whatever <laughs> thanks for the joke so i loved it socal looks like he's just had sex i'm just fucking high <laughs> been a long crazy fucking day over here yeah i uh i got woken up this morning with my phone just going fucking crazy call after call after call and uh i finally answer the phone and i'm like you know what the fuck do you want dude and it's a buddy of mine and he's going hey how far is that fire from your house what <laughs> <laughs> fucking fire <laughs> it's like dude there's a fire like you know he tells me that like the, the street it's on i'm like oh fuck uh, right down the street. That's wow. the bottom of my hill. 
So I fucking go running out front in my underwear and shit and get hit in the fucking face with that smell of, you know, fire. (laughs) Oh, shit. Go wake up the wife. We got packed and get the fuck out of here. And then uh, I got fucking lucky. They They actually got it contained, but that shit was too close for comfort. Wow. There's there's one way in and one way out of here unless you have four-wheel drive. And uh, the one way out was on fire. Wow. Interesting. So how did that start? I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it started in somebody's backyard from where it's at. It wasn't one of the green fingers, too many electrical cords type thing. Probably. No. No, it was was probably some idiot out there mowing the fucking gravel, throwing sparks all over. You know, we, we got some really genius fucking people here, so, you know. They'll go out there and weed whack and throw fucking sparks into the, the brush. Next thing you know, the entire fucking county burns down. You paint such a Mad Max picturesque scene of California. You know, for such I a beautiful this place, this state is geologically, like, this state is amazingly beautiful. But contrary to what a lot of people say, dude, most of the people here are fucking idiots. Yeah, absolutely. It's still beautiful, but it's full of volcanic activity. Like, that's the dangerous fucking part about California. It's volcanoes are layer over a bottomless pit. Right. Well, we don't have volcanoes. We have uh, earthquakes, but those yeah, are few and far between. Volcanic activity all around me, I guess. I'm like full of fucking sulfur vents and fucking liquid hot magma. Yeah, yeah. hot sheet smells coming out of everywhere. I'm thinking about starting hot to buy action. a land down by you because they're uh, they're doing studies out there saying that there's a shitload of lithium ion out there. Yeah, that's the second mining that they're gonna start. They, they want to start doing. Yeah, I read an article today that said uh, the Salton Sea basically holds enough of the ion to, uh, or whatever it is, to make enough batteries to power all of the electric vehicles in the United States. Well, there you so go. Kinda, that solves that problem. Right. Well, I'd kind of like to own that land before they start mining it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I'm the asshole that'll hold out until there's like nothing left. Like, oh, you want this land now? Okay, well. Elon you, Musk at Twitter. Right. You're going to have to move that decimal point a few spots. You know? Yeah. Everybody else will go for a million out here because they're so frugal, I'll say, to be nice. Right. It's like $1,000 for a lot, dude. Yeah, I was just going to say, I keep seeing pop-ups even like on Instagram of, you know, buy a Salton City lot for a hundred bucks. Now they're fucking... You know what you pay for in real estate, I've noticed. (laughs) Three thousand over through six months. It was one thousand, now it's three thousand on the big sign when you drive in. 
Yeah. And my mother, last time she came, she said it says five more, five hundred more on top. So each time that just keeps on piling on. Like they just keep more people are moving in every fucking day. Pretty soon well, they're buying They're finding all that, all the fucking minerals out there all of a sudden, and yeah, you know, Toyota wants that for their Priuses. Yeah. Then again, though, it's how, how was your temperatures down there today? Exactly. 104 in the shade. Wow. All right. <laughs> you guys want to come buy some property, be willing to acclimate for fucking more than a couple of years because I had a girlfriend who like couldn't handle that shit. She moved from Idaho and she fucking two whole years inside only coming out to like check the mail and shit until she could get used to it. Then she got used to it. Took two years. Fucking funny. Best two years of your life, right, brother? Oh. Now the casino was her best friend. All that bedroom action? Now she just drive to the casino because it's air conditioned. Fucking boom. What went on behind those closed doors? Inquiring minds want to know. Spiders no. Spiders, black widows. Spiders no. The spiders could talk. Indoor growing. There was no spiders back then. Fucking, what were you cooking today? Uh, Grueling us, dude. He's putting up all this stuff. It was a uh, pork chop, I think, with Swiss cheese stuffed with Swiss cheese. I went, oh my god. And pumpkin seeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you what it would have eaten originally. So. Some, some slop inside of the pork chop. It's a summer spicy meat to bottle. Uh, slop inside of a pork chop. Yeah. It's got to be a strange name somewhere. Slop in a pork chop. Slop in a choppy. Slop in a choppy. Like the sloppy toppy. What are you smoking? Ah, sloppy pork chop. <laughs> A good name. I don't have nothing that has hog or pig or nothing in it. You do, don't you? Yeah, Pangus does. What do you smoke? Ah, sloppy. Pick any name you want. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, just... I don't want to smoke it really. It's oily. Right, so you fingers and all your lips and shit. <laughs> You're super soft again tonight, Redfield. Just I let don't know. me know. I'm, so. I'm, I'm. My phone is in my hand. I'm talking directly into it. Fuzzy. Let's call them soft. Oh, you soft boy. You snowflake. What the fuck's wrong with you? Harden up, boy. Harden up, boy. Yeah, I didn't say that. That's what I I'm heard. Turning, <laughs> I'm, I'm, soft, I'm learning nothing soft. but essential oils. I'm turning feminine. Essential oils. Heard that. Essential oils. That's all I heard, bro. That's really all I heard too. That's interesting. You emphasized that part, which is good. I like that. I like essential oils. So good. I'm half fucking deaf to begin with. So. Oh well. Yeah. I have a hearing aid coupon. I have trouble wearing fucking earphones. I can imagine trying to have something stuffed in my ear all the time. I wouldn't like that. No. I use it to my benefit. People ask me questions and I go, huh? And just walk away. 
So you could use it the other way too, Vegas. Same thing, you know what I mean? You, you could be, you could crank that bad boy up and be extra nosy if you wanted to be. Long distance conversations. Or you could take that right the other way, fucking off. Can't hear fucking thing. Sorry, battery dad. Walk up to the cashier and say, oh, by the way, don't forget your doctor's appointment at one o'clock. <laughs> you know, you're hearing all kinds of little details. Hey, Russ, your husband, he's been trying to call you. You've been ignoring him. Yeah. That'd be funny. I don't know. I have a crazy sense of humor sometimes with that kind of stuff. I love to catch people off guard. Like I was at the fucking Starbucks and the lady wasn't there. And I knew she was taking a break. So I walked to the break room and went. <laughs> the student. <laughs> kind of ruined her coffee. No, I laughed when I left. She knew I was kidding. But it's it's the subliminal message. You said it's time for me to take a break. Leave that motherfucker hanging. Well, I noticed that they have two people there now. There was time at Starbucks. It's inside the shopping mall, whatever. Right? They're not the, and it was only one person. That fuck, dude. That's not a one-person job. <laughs> no piss breaks for you. They kept asking if I wanted to get go to work. I said, fuck you. Are you kidding me? No, thanks. Make sure to get it. The, that espresso put in there, would you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really good. I was, I've done a lot of uh, public uh, work. <clears throat> like one of my favorites, first jobs was working at the car wash. And I made it to be the checker where you got to wipe the car down, right? And, and you get to get a tip out of the customer. And boy, I was good at getting tips. And uh, that was kind of fun. Working at the car wash. Twirling the towel. You know, Working I mean, at I the car wash. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. He no, I, I kind of like that, John. That's good. good. Work. Bingus, what were you doing with that towel? Spinning it like a like a like a frisbee. Like it's hard to do. Actually, you get the hang of it. And you, you sit there and spin the towel. And it, looks, well, it looks like you got it down pretty good, my friend. I could I could still work at the car wash. I don't know how much tips I would get though. <laughs> get the oh, that basketball hands work right there. Working that towel. <laughs> I, learned, I learned, learned a lot working, uh, interacting with the public. I did a lot of that early on, and it teaches you a lot, man. It really does. Working at burger places, fish and chip places, uh, car washes, uh, you know, you're constantly dealing with the people. Nowadays, wow, tough job. Yeah, it's crazy. Tough job, man. And uh, you see it on those poor bastards that are behind the counter. Many of them are just, what do you want? <laughs> see, I'm almost off. I mean, dude, don't you know we close at nine? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> a 
customer service kind of like, hi, babe. See you. We're understaffed. They see that when we're hiring, we're understaffed. Dude, I can sit at home and make unemployment. Why would I want to work for this piece of shit place? Now, go get me a coffee. You know, that kind of shit. I don't like customer service work. That's a great one. I went, I went down to San Francisco, right? When I was a young, strong man, thought I wanted to change my life. Went down to the land of the fruits and the nuts. Worked at customer service at a freaking lumber yard. Guys would bring back tools and stuff. And I would and I'd say, you know, by the way, there's a 10% restocking charge. It says right on the ticket, right? And I found out I was the only guy saying that. I didn't know that at the time because I was new. Until one day, this guy comes up, drops a hammer down. I tell him it's going to be a 10% restocking charge. He picked the hammer up, took three steps back, <laughs> threw the fucker at me, and hit the the uh, security glass, which, right? Fortunately, it's that uh, windshield glass. It just doesn't, you know. But man, everybody just <laughs> hit the ground. And I'm just standing there going, what the fuck? And the guy gets up afterwards and he goes, yeah, we usually don't ask for that 10%. <laughs> fuck, the thanks for telling me, you know. I don't know, sorry. Kind of went off. Didn't mean to. There goes dystopic California again. Yeah, I came back. I came back when I hit the Oregon border. I got out and kissed the ground. I don't think I could work a position today where I was like, you know, at a cash register or something and had to deal with people like that. It's tough. I'd go to fucking prison. It's (laughs) you would. It's hard to restrain yourself at times. I'll be the one out there, like, you know, shoving the cucumber in Karen's mouth to shut her up. We're taking that hammer and putting it where it doesn't shine. You what? (laughs) Don't you see the safety glass? I'm not injured. Guess who gets the next shot? (laughs) I kept my job, though. They actually liked me there. They liked me asking for the 10% to management. They were like, hey, this guy's asking for the 10%. Oh shit, really? Let's see how long this lasts. And fuck. <laughs> I bet they had a running bet going in the office. Oh. How long for a hammer gets thrown at him? <laughs> I gotta disagree there a little bit there, SoCal. I think you would make an amazing fucking cashier. I can only think of the way how many creative ways you could come up with to tell people to fuck off. Like I can see you like literally putting an item in a bag and doing, oh, this is nice. Where did you find this? And they'll be like, oh, what was that? And you'd be like, ah, fuck you. That's what he called. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Well, you forgot something. What's that? Fuck you. I, yeah, that would be, I could see you coming up with at least a million different fuck yous in a good month. <laughs> the fuck off the same day. Fuck off. I'm sure I could. But then again, like my patience for stupid assholes is very low. So. Get right in. You'd fit right <laughs> to most of the customer service people I run into nowadays. They don't. So it's over there. Oh, oh thanks. Well, yeah. no, it's funny because um, when I was 
20, I worked at a casino and my job there was to walk around and talk to the fucking people gambling. I was customer service. If you needed somebody to like go to the vending machine and get you a pack of cigarettes or, you know, babysit your freaking quarter machine while you're going to take a leak or whatever, you know, that was my job. You were the guy. I was the guy. Yeah. Walk around and talk to the customers. That was a fun fucking job, but I couldn't imagine doing it now. How many customers are there? Uh, it's, that's a good one, though. Gambling is an interesting industry in and of itself. Right? Yeah, that job was, uh, you know, it was funny because, you know, you work a job like that, and you start realizing who the regulars are and, you know, who's there on what days and, you know, who's still there when you come back on Monday and they were there when you left on Friday, you know. But uh, I made uh, I made some good friends out of that. There was, uh, you know, they do the giveaways and the promotions and all that bullshit. If you ever think you have a chance to win one of those, you're fucking out of your mind. Those things are the most rigged things you'll ever find in your life. Like the uh, the the put your entry form in the fucking hat, and we're gonna draw a number or whatever, right? Well, what we were doing was in our little customer service booth thing, the uh, microphone that linked up to the PA system for all the drawings, we kept it in a drawer. Well, up on the inside of that drawer, we had a glue stick taped up there. So when you reach in to grab the microphone, knowing that you're on surveillance camera, you reach in and you wipe your hand across that glue and you spin the little barrel until you see the name of the person who you want to win on the top of the pile. You push your hand straight down to the bottom of the barrel, sticking their card to your hand, come up, shake your hand out, and whatever card stays in your hand is the winner. Well, you know, your fucking buddy's hand or your buddy's card's glued to your hand. So <laughs> I made a shitload of shit doing that. Then <laughs> uh, I had one of my customers ran a uh, charter boat you know, offshore deep sea charters. The guy absolutely hated freshwater fishing. He won a fucking bass boat one night. (laughs) Here's a little fuck you from God. Yeah. (laughs) You hate freshwater fishing. Here's a fucking boat that can't go in the ocean. (laughs) That's too good. So, so, yeah. Just... Just saying, if you ever do end up at the cash cashier's position and want to step up, I think you could always open up an outlet center called F and U Outlet Outlets. <laughs> <F&U> outlet. <laughs> I love it. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Get out that of my idea. It's a fuck off in every bag. You know, I started working on the uh, fuck you greeting cards. Yeah, what happened to that? Somehow, some way, I fucked up the wife's cricket machine thing doing it. So, So wasn't there going to be a fuck off book too? Fuck, fuck you, you fucking motherfucker. Uh, well, there's the uh, thousand ways to get kicked out of Walmart book. (laughs) That was coming. Version how to be a how to say fuck off and. 
Two million so, weeks. Uh, I, I think it'd be huge. <laughs> whole card center in there. Right there. I mean, fuck off, fucking breakups. Fuck off, get married cards. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, you say they get married. My buddy got married a few years ago. I gave him divorce papers for a wedding present. <laughs> I bet his wife loves you. Right? Was it legal it? fees. <laughs> it's the ex-wife now. <laughs> that would have been funny if he's like, yeah, I married her a month later. Uh, well, uh, Johnny went robot on us. I've been divorced for almost 40 years. Man. That's a long time. I think I'm a confirmed bachelor. Hey, I figured, you know, everybody's giving them, like, you know, casserole dishes and toasters and shit, you know? Give them something they can use. Divorce papers. Divorce papers. 50% chance you're on target. Right. Those are good odds in poker. Hey, I'll tell you what, I saved them a lot of time. <laughs> did it end up working in that direction, did it? Sure did. Oh, yeah, they, they got divorced like eight months after they got married. <laughs> he had to get out of jail free. This card sitting in his wallet the whole time. Fucking. <laughs> Thank you so much. Gonna cash this much in today. It's sad, really. I there's a good friend of ours that got married, and my son and I looked at each other. It's his one of his friends. My my boy was the best man at the wedding. And we looked at each other and went, I go, I give it maybe seven years. He goes, I give it four, three, (laughs) three. Bang, done. He cheated on her with the babysitter. That was it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's just sad. I mean, because you can almost kind of like, eh, I don't know. This doesn't look like one that was made in heaven. Right. And my one of my wife's friends, um, when she got married, the uh, her husband's buddies put together a pool on how long it was going to last. Right now, I'm uh, I'm weeding. I'm winning because I told them uh, it would be three years. This month is the third year, and they're failing out of marriage counseling. So, sounds kind of greedy, but you know, I got eighteen hundred bucks on the line here. So, shit. Have you been uh, nudging things at all? (laughs) No, I've been staying out of it, but. I'm really hoping I got I got to the end of this month. The marriage is SoCal in disguise. Right. You don't want her. She's a bitch. She treats you like shit, dude. You gotta leave. You don't need him. He's a fucker. Right. 
Well, you're in the military, bro. You don't know what she's doing while you're gone. Yeah, that's a terrible scene. I'm an asshole, dude. I'm going to hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going to fucking hell. I don't think it, the culture is made out to have uh, monogamous, long lasting. I mean, if you can find that, I mean, God, that's awesome. But, you know, the people that I have talked to, you know, really talked to them that have been married forever they don't seem to be too fucking happy right i mean i've yet in my life to meet a couple that was it's it's usually it's like you know it's a lot of work you just have to work at it (laughs) so we had told each other as you got married (laughs) so i mean if somebody's saying that it's like all right we're staying together for the kids or we don't want to split our finances. Uh, we're sl- sleeping in separate bedrooms, right? I don't know. It's kind of, I enjoy being single, put it that way. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in Dude, you're married so well. You seem like you have it nailed down pretty good. Dude, I went through a lot of fucking disasters before I found a good one. There you go. So it is possible. It is possible. I mean, you know, in my my 20s and early 30s, all my buddies called me Captain save So, <laughs> you know, I've gone through my sh- fair share of fucked up women. So you just got to keep trying, right? Pretty much. I'm too old for that. I hear the Captain Save the Whole music when he said that. I was like, oh man, my anthem. I miss that shit. Yeah. SoCal got confused when he saw the Adopt the Highway, you know, started adopting hoes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I told, uh, you know, one of my buddies. (laughs) We were out in the desert one time, uh, me and one of my buddies that used to race with me. And I had just left this girl, total fucking piece of shit, alcoholic loser, you know, fucking, she was a piece of shit. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to freaking. Wow. <laughs> Is that what you said to her? Yeah. Sounded angry. <laughs> I was. But what exactly were you trying to say when you said that to her? <laughs> no, no, I, I told the guy, I said, you know, I said, you know, I'm I'm done with this shit. You know, I'm done with these fucked up, low class asshole women that don't want to do anything with their life. And you know, I'm not gonna date a chick again until I can be the fucking loser and she can go to work and you know support me and put up with all my bullshit. And I was single for shit three years after that. And then I met my wife. And he came up to me at the wedding and he's like, dude, you fucking did exactly what you said. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. He's like, you found a great chick with a great head on her shoulders, makes fucking, you know, six figures. And you don't have to do shit. Well, yeah. He's, how the fuck did you do it? What's the secret? 
you know what? The secret is quit looking. That's what I did. I quit looking. When I quit looking is when I found what I was looking for. Perfect. Those motherfuckers still put a betting pool on the divorce, though. Right on, buddy. I'm glad it's working. That's for the friends, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got one more year until I don't have to worry about that pool. One more year. I yeah. thought for a half a second there when the dogs started barking that YouTube was censoring you with dogs barking. Wouldn't that be a cool <laughs> beep? <laughs> Usually you hear the beep, but wouldn't it be so much fun to, to replace that beep with a dog bark like that? You'd be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> bad. It was your guys' fault. He was barking at you guys. I always start, you know, Swatting at my ankles when I hear that kind of noise. <laughs> it's just an automatic. Biggest you know, looks, like, uh... looks like he's doing a jig over there. He's like <laughs> tap dancing. Yes, sir. I used to tap dance. I used to do ballet. That's <laughs> Seriously, when I was a kid, I was so fucking clumsy. My stepmother gave me dancing lessons. No shit. Ballet, uh, tap dance, and uh, modern jazz. Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, I did that for three fucking years and hated it. But it did improve my agility. <laughs> Didn't you say you were a football player too? Yeah, that's where it paid off, basically. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. It paid cool. off. Long legs and didn't, I don't know, dude. Dancing, I like dancing actually, to be honest. But ballet is that's tough, man. I mean, the ballet teacher was uh, what was his name? He's from Russia, and he was tough on me. And I was like five. I was there from five, six, seven, eight till I was eight years old. I got pictures. It's crazy. I look uh, at that and go, who the fuck is? It? You can't fucking say you got pictures of that and not go show them. Uh, no, man. They're in the garage in the chest that no, nobody goes into. Sorry. Well, we'll be here tomorrow night, so. No. I, I have one where they have these dance recitals. You're a little kid at a recital all dressed up in whatever the theme was, you know. It's kind of interesting. That's kind of a little known fact about the Bingus here. So what you're saying is there's a picture of Bingus floating down there, like out there dressed like a swan doing a fucking little dance. I have uh, I know it. I feel like this is the point of the interview where I would normally just kind of like get Indian style and be like, that's all right. I can I can talk to chat for a minute. Go find that look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need to go let a ball. So Dab song. <laughs> I'll take a look. Alright, ballet and uh, tap dancing was cool. I like tap dancing, guys. That was fun. You had little taps on your shoes and you it was cool. And uh, yeah. who was my my stepmother was a big fan of Gene Kelly back then was it's this song and dance guy. She thought I wanted to be a song and dance man. 
I didn't really have a fucking choice about it. It was do what they say or get your ass kicked. I was pretty good at uh, changing the channel on the TV as well. And I got good yeah, those at were different times. I got good at imitating the commercials. That's where this voice comes from. And now here's Tom with the weather, right? Because I would do that at the TV and make my dad laugh. And guess what? I wouldn't get my ass kicked. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> That's where that kind of shit comes from. That's where a lot of humor imitation. saved your ass. Right. Yeah, they people get that I way to learn how to dodge beatings. <laughs> you know? Johnny, as soon as you said <laughs> my mind, I, I swear to God, is too visual sometimes. I told you guys this a million times. So putting putting together some of the stuff that's been said today, <clears throat> I instantly when you said that was a different time. I fucking instantly took Vegas's ballet lessons, fast forward it with kind of some of the age, and thought, man, that could have been right around that 50s dance fight era. So he could have just been prepping. Was that like middle school? <laughs> right before the dance battle era? <laughs> well, you guys don't realize that we had rap music back then in the 60s uh they were called beatniks and uh that was i think that was the spawning of rap music that we have today you know i still want to see improvisational tap dance to the dab song (laughs) (laughs) especially to the drum section (laughs) lots of great dancing originals this morning Tanting is it's it was great exercise, it gave me great balance, it made me an excellent athlete. I'll be honest. I I was very yeah, athletic yeah. and uh made every first string and just did a lot of athletic athletic shit, right? I could have went um and tried out for a couple of proteins that my buddies were on. They said, Yeah, yeah, to come and try out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to take fucking steroids and lift fucking 400 pounds, so fuck you. You fuck. And they're dead, and I'm here. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Tap dancing is pretty cool, dude. I gotta say, it's it was fun. I don't usually talk about that, but it, I don't know. When I got to be eight and nine, well, eight years old, I started getting shit from my contemporaries. Oh, here comes the tap dancer. And that kind of shit, right? So I was, said, well, you know what? I'm good with the dance lessons, you know. And I kind of wiggled my way out of that one. Thank God. It was getting to be a little weird, too. I mean, there's, I don't know. Ballet, especially, is very unusual uh, kind of methodologies that they adopt. It's very disciplined and yeah, I didn't really care for that aspect. And the girls were uh, somewhat aloof, I guess would be a very polite way to put it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they would stand on their fucking toes with these wooden things in their shoes. And then you should, you, you didn't, you don't get to see their feet. Not a pretty sight, my friends. Sorry. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. I always have been pain. So I can't imagine. A lot about sacrifice. That's what it is. I think ballet sacrifice, you know. Absolutely. So, anyway, it was fun for a while. Yeah, the way I got good on my feet was uh, running across the mudflats. They uh, dredged out the uh, the bay down in Goose Bay, mm -hmm. and they built up the uh, the old cow pastures because they wanted to get bigger ships in, make more money. You know, that's how the shipping yards work. And uh, so they they dredged out the bay and put all that all that silt out into it, and it uh, and it filled up all the cow pastures. And after it dried up, it, it, they called it the mud flats. And it had large cracks all over the place. You know what I mean? It dried up like, like mud wood, you know, with clay in it. And uh, so basically, you had little sections all over the place, all across this thing. And uh, it provided many of their quad fights. And uh, it was awesome place to hang out and play and it was probably pretty nasty but nevertheless we used to have races running across that and i could always beat everybody because i i could hit all of them without falling into it and breaking your leg all right yeah it was pretty uh it was fun everything was a challenge but we always uh had lots of dirt quad fights out there. Good old days. Good old days, man. That's yeah. the time I think they were so good, believe me. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out of my house when I was a kid, man. Fuck. I, I left when I was 17. My dad passed away, and I was like, Adios. <laughs> I'm out. I never went back. Very abusive place. My dad was more of my savior, really, from my stepmother. She was interesting lady. I forgave her a long time ago. We all have these little uh, issues. At least I, I think we do. I haven't met somebody that doesn't have some kind of childhood trauma. You know what I mean? I mean, many times the trauma is not even what you think it is now as you're older. If you go back and ask the person that was involved, it's like, well, no, wait, it didn't really happen that way. All right. It wasn't really negative towards you. You just interpreted it that way because you were young and scared and didn't really understand, you know? And then you carry that grief or that, trauma all the way through life and it really was wasn't even intended to be that way from the beginning so i mean that's how complex the human uh, instrument is we're i think very emotional deep down those that aren't i think are the ones that are the most emotional but they just they gotta fucking keep it all under control and just you know very stoic and oh, yes, that's, yeah, oh, well, of course. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, I mean, that kind of stiff 
right? I just like to let it all fucking hang out. I don't give a shit half the time. Especially since I found this place uh, that I visit here frequently for the last couple of years. It's a little dive on the internet called Talking Fucking Shit with Eagle. <laughs> Believe me, nice place, if I was I applying do. for a job, I wouldn't want to give these videos as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're over here farting and shit. Yeah, you can do <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite comment from bingus <laughs> that's the beauty of it really sorry that was a compliment really <laughs> i had a fucking fun compliment yesterday i walked into this tattoo shop Unbeknownst to me, I didn't even see it coming, but I thought it was pretty cool. So I stopped in to see the buddy at the tattoo shop, headed on that side of town, walk in, whole gang of people there in line, and patiently, patiently waiting my turn to shoot the shit. And uh, he says, Well, there's some of my work right there. Here, it's like, hey man, show, show some of that stuff. And uh, one of the people that was in the group was like, I know who he is. I watch him on TV. I was like, I look over and I like, huh? Like, well, YouTube, he, he does a cannabis show and I, I follow along. I'm like, no shit, that's fucking cool as fuck. So I actually kind of got. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if I'd put it on a resume, but out in public, it was all right. <laughs> no, no. I think it's freaking awesome, Eagle. <laughs> I know that motherfucker. I see him on TV. <laughs> My resume is uh, <laughs> brown file for many years. Many years. Yeah, I don't I don't work for others too well. You know. <clears throat> Woodworking is fun. I keep threatening on setting up my garage as a shop, but I'm having too much fun growing weed. You know. If I start growing weed is so fun. Woodworking is like a disease too, guys. Once you start getting that sawdust in your veins, it's in my veins, man. I love wood, period. Like I'll walk by something and I'll go, oh, wow, that looks like ash. And I start feeling it and shit. You know, it's, it's like, you okay there? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a moment. <laughs> or I'll start, I'm a tree hiker. <laughs> I'll start eyeing woodwork to see how straight it is and I'll start looking at miters, <laughs> just weird ass shit. Baseboards, who does that shit? Ex carpenters, maybe. Uh, I've got fucking beautiful hand planes. I actually fucking have been the same way. I've been, I fire, been working on the old work truck. You know, my 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 woodworking, my carpentry truck last little bit, man. I sat in it the other day. I said, I opened that door and I sat in it, and it was like. 
It was like a fucking hug. Swear to God, it was like a hug. It just like, oh, God, I miss this. I miss you, girl. Ran my hand over the dash. Like, oh, I miss this drug. And yeah, same thing with, with like the woodworking. Yeah, I can't. I I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm always looking for that extra space to grow. But you know, I wouldn't. I would. I would think at this point, I would welcome up just a little bit of, little bit of extra space to set the shop back up because I still have all my planers, my joiners, the fucking all that good shit, drill presses. Yeah, I've got everything still. It's still, yeah, it's here. Yeah, in fact, my buddy Kilowatt comes in. I'll grab a couple of my uh, prize wood planes to show you. Uh, some of them are, well, I have planes that are well, me, my age plus a good 30 years that I treasure and still use. I, it's one of them things too. They were so amazingly well built and they still work so well today. Putting them up on a shelf and just admiring them would be a fucking crime. So why uh, buddy says hello, I'll, I'll grab a couple of them. Cheers. You're muted, buddy. Yeah, I'm mute. Yeah. Hi. Good to see everyone. Cheers. What is up? <laughs> so what you what you smoking on over there, Kilowatt? Uh, well, I have a few new things I harvested and trimmed. Or was trimmed this week. Let's see. There's Mac. There's this one that I think is pretty good. It's Jet Fuel OG crossed into runs. Uh, grape Ape, pretty good yielder and good. And there's one other one. Oh, Sour Trop Wilson, and that was really good too. And the majority of that tray was ice cream cake, which I actually think this joint that I'm finishing is ice cream cake. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Sounds good. I'm smoking on Mendo Loco. Created by uh, SoCal. Wiedner. And it is uh, it is very nice. It's uh, it's cured nice. It's got nice texture to it. It dried very, very delectably. It's got a really stanky old dank kind of a smell to it. It's really enjoyable. And uh, it's the first time I smoked it. So I wanted it to cure. Are we getting the Tasty. YouTube dog sensor again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you like that one. Yeah, I do. I do. Cheers. I gotta uh I gotta make some more of that. I've had a I've had a few requests for that one, so. I gotta make some more of that one. 
definitely. So yeah, I my favorite overall is Mendo. I mean, I assume it's a Mendo cross of Mendo, and I have experience with Mendo for a long time. My favorite overall. Yeah, um, I love Mendo, I love Mendo. Mendo Loco. Is, uh, Mendo Loco is the Mendo breath with the local motion father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I I, I have uh, one of the keepers that I kept out of the runch crosses that I ran. Uh, modern epigenics uh, runs reversal line is they call it wife of Pablo, but it's Mendo breath runs. That's out of about a dozen different runs crosses, which were all, they all had their, they were all pretty good or good, but the one I kept, no surprise to me, the Mendo cross. And then Blackwater was my, one of my loves of my life. And that was, Mendo crossed into SFE pre-Mendo breath days when it was just Mendo. Mendo perps. Granddaddy perps or uh, there's so many. Even the Great Bait. I don't know what its lineage is, but to me that purple that I taste there is probably coming from some Mendo lineage. So I'll just hold them up a little bit, but this is one of my favorite, and this is one of my oldest. This is an old Weissner, basically edge planer. And this baby fits in the palm of your hand and works so beautifully as far as cleaning up some edges. As you can see, I've stuck a little board there to make my, my edge a little wider, but you guys can talk. I'll just kind of hold up I have I have collection of my dad's tools and I think he has some plan. He he made custom picture framing on like museum quality, like hand carved and, and capoed all the yeah. He was like a craftsman with wood. He taught me a lot. And when he died, I I I is that a group? No one else in the family wanted any of the tools, and I have a section of my Rabbit storage. Thing. It's all of his old tools. So I can relate to the woodworking stuff. An old long plan, Stanley flat plan. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I've got a whole piece of this whole earth. So it just reminds me of seventh grade like a motherfucker. <laughs> so love it. Chop class. Yep. Yeah, I used to have a shitload of planes too, man. Love shop class. That shit was fun. Mm-hmm. Right on, That's man. Old, nice little Stanley, a well kept Stanley. You know, it isn't until you kind of get into working with wood again like this that you realize, man, how far. Well, I've always been, for one, when I got into carpentry, fine or woodworking. I kind of fucking always found it that little depressing that we had all these awesome tools at our disposal and we didn't put half the craftsmanship into shit 
<laughs> from back in the day and they worked twice as fucking hard to do some of that shit which it always broke my heart and it's it, what even worse is i see more and more of the nice tools come in i completely seen you know uh awesome carpentry come to an end you know it was more the home depot trim nobody wanted to put that extra fucking coin into fucking white base farm trim you know the wide doors multi-layer oh. stack shit nobody wants to do this shit anymore even getting a hold of quality quality wood is like it's it's hard and rare and expensive another this is the old old boy right here too i forget this camera yeah like overall a lot of the arts have died in the modern era but woodworking seems to have yeah very few people really do like high-end craftsmen where you know whether it's making tables furniture so many things but yeah you know what i want to get into is that uh those resin river tables have you guys seen those oh those are badass yeah I want to do a couple of those. You can actually heat them up with a torch and change the design of them and shit. That's just yeah. really cool. There's the mini planes. Uh -huh. Several different mini planes. Yeah, I have a couple planes. <laughs> what I have are a few sets of old... Well, I'm not even sure... Are those working mini planes? The tools yes. you use? They, yes, they the, are. The oh, carved wood... What are those called, Eagle? Yeah. Like the hand tools that are super sharp. Chisels. Carve. Chisels, well, yeah. Yeah, chisels. But these are like to make intricate carving. So they're like all different sizes. And yeah, that yeah, was my dad's are, thing, like hand that's carving. That's just like wood. a carving kit. I've got some of those right over here too. Gouges and shit like that. Yeah. And I tell yeah, you what, man. one of the things that I... As, as I got further and further into my fucking woodworking career, working, learning to fasten things, fasten wood without nails came more and more important to me. Learning how to fucking, you know, uptail shit together, different woodworking joinery, fingertail uh, shit. Uh, I got tired of fucking breathing fucking dust sanding all them power tools and shit and that's when what the love for the planes and shit came back and moreover the love for the card scrapers if you've never worked with a card scraper instead of a fucking piece of sandpaper oh you're missing out well fucking such beautiful little curls you know what i mean you could bring your piece home beautifully with a card scraper and no fucking sanding and at that point that's the one thing i love about these too is you're, you become so close with your piece with every scrape. You know, Bingus, I can see, already knows what I'm talking about. You pull that card over, you run your hand over it once or twice. Is it flat? Can I still feel that? No. You know, and those nice curls, there's something about just the plane of a nice sharp iron, that, that nice, beautiful curl. It's very addicting. <laughs> All in it, so... Some some fun woodworking stuff that I got laying around. I got you wouldn't believe the woodworking. You got a lot of got, or I, a lot of planes, man. That's, that's this isn't even half of it. No this way. isn't even half of it. You know, 
I actually have my hammer collection at 77 strong. I have 77 fucking hammers. Anything from like framing hammers, finished hammers, fucking titanium hammers, fucking gimmick hammers. I got a fucking Tim Allen fucking chrome hammer. It's just <laughs> one of those things, man. I fucking Tool they all do they all they all have something just a little different. Nail set on top, the way they built is a little different. But I don't know. I, the, I've always justified tools. Always justified tools. Anytime I've ever heard anything, I'm like, that's an investment in me right there. <laughs> All that is just an investment in me right there. I can always make money with that shit. <laughs> well, teach zero. Thank you guys for listening, though. So nice to that's share. Exactly right, Thanks for sure. Those are all investments. That's awesome. I'm going to jump out, guys. I'm going to hit the pay. I got to get up early, but uh, thanks again for my friend and uh, chat. You guys are always awesome. I always laugh at a lot of the comments over there. It's, keep them coming. All right, we nerds. Cheers. I'm right, um, being a now you've mentioned that love you, brother. you're semi-retired from woodworking. Mm. Is that I'd still you, love you, it? Well, so you take you, you take know, a job if it was the right job. Yes, sir. Very, very much so. And it's not necessarily the dollar amount anymore, buddy. Either, you know, I. That's one of the nicer things as I got more and more skilled as I was able to pick and choose. And, you know, it went from framing and stuff like that. And I was just straight out, for the most part, finer carpentry. And it necessarily, like I said, doesn't even have to be the dollar amount anymore. If I find it's a, a challenging project or they actually want to put, you know, some decent shit in there, then I'm game. But if it's just some run-of-the-mill fucking Home Depot bullshit, just like, just, ah, nah, nah, that's some better shit to do. <laughs> so do you like, um, do you like make art, like at the end, <clears throat> like with wood or whatever yourself, like make artistry pieces or do you, uh are you more like making designs in within the wood or i don't i don't know i'm not sure what my question is but i'm just curious what type of well i can actually well my skill set is i can i have anything really curio cabinets i can inlay wood I, you know i can make stuff cool shit bowls i can i i know how to fucking turn wood I can staircases. I did a few years building fancy staircases. Bend wood, you know. I, I know it, it, more round it's really pieces. Really rare wood now. But have you ever worked with this wood called koa wood from Hawaii? Yes. It's a yeah, secret. I, I, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I know a little bit about koa. <laughs> My dad used to make picture frames with Koa where he would just lacquer, you know, but it had to be sanded like beyond perfect for it became like translucent, right? Because it's basically burl, 
type of wood. It's a, yeah, it's a trippy wood. But you can sand it, and if you get it right, it looks like glass, and it's like translucent. And yeah, that was my job as like a teenager, sanding. And koa is like a hardwood. It's toxic. Like I shouldn't have been. I should have had a mask on and all that. But in the seventies, we didn't think that way. Um, but uh, yeah, he used to just get koa raw from China. Uh, Hawaii and then he had a lathe and he would make the raw molding and then yeah like a strip of it or four strips of it could take like two weeks of sanding like every grit all the way to the steel wool and then it still wasn't good enough and yeah he would show me because if he sprayed the lacquer clear and it wasn't sanded right yeah it it didn't do its thing, but if, if, if it was done right, yep, it was like translucent wood. It would look like you could see right through it. Yeah, beautiful. I'm going to grab a couple of things for you guys just because I know shit was handy. Actually, maybe tomorrow night or one of these nights when I got time, I found like my old like customer book. It was under the fucking seat of my truck. So basically when I go do like estimates and they wanted like furniture or some shit like that or custom shit, that's when that book would come out. I'd fucking take that in and go, well, this is some custom shit that I could do for you. But I'll go grab some shit there right now, some uh, quirky shit that I used to do. I used to do like, I did a, a stent there where I built a fucking like, I used to do like limit everything to 28 to I would only build 28 pieces and that would be the limited number. I always loved the thought of limited bullshit because it can't last that shit couldn't be duplicated, but like chess boards and shit like that. I'd actually make the chess pieces and shit, carve the pieces. I've got a bunch <laughs> of those tables. I did CD towers, fucking DVD towers, curio cabinets, tables, bowls serving trays fucking bunch i mean just uh, it's toy boxes fucking entertainment centers fucking up i actually did a wood floor one time that was fucking oak and uh walnut and it had a wood wood oak floor with a wood uh walnut band and then a company emblem uh inlaid in the flooring which fucking took forever but it was fucking badass as well. I kind of I've done a lot of cool shit lately. But I'll grab some more of that shit real quick. I'll be right back. Cheers, Tony. Welcome. Cheers. Holy fucking woodworks, guys. I made a few drums, man. Snare drums. Let's and I made one. And he's talking about coal wood. So yeah, I, I worked with coal wood on that shit. It's a pain in the dick. But when I it's imagine gone, that. That wood at this point is had to be so expensive and rare. It's very expensive. Very, very like, expensive. There's but very few trees and only grows in Hawaii, from what I know. Yes, that's correct. And it's like one of the best woods for drums because it's a hardwood made. Oh, yeah. Drums. So they would layer they'll layer these shells with like a koa and a maple because you'll get a certain tone out of those drums that it's just so fucking sweet. But so what was those the, are the ten thousand dollars. What's that? What was the what was the wood in the Gibson had all the problems? Who had problems? Gibson? The Gibson. 
Yeah, Gibson. I think it's the maple. Because they had a special. And I don't know, like, if they had problems, it was just just a couple years. I mean, Gibson guitars, like the the legacy guitars, yeah, those are worth so much money. It's unreal. Yeah, when I was down in California, there was a. Oh, in the 80s, I know they had some shit going on, right? Yeah. Well, when they started manufacturing and, in, in, you know, overseas and, you know. Well, they got some special wood from some different place. I'm not exactly sure. Where well, wood. Oh, wood yeah. Make a difference in the sound and the resonance and, and even electric yeah. guitar, even if it's yeah. painted enameled and you don't, and the neck, all those things, you know, the finer instrument makers. Yep. All the, even a, Stradivarius yeah, uh, violin. It's yeah, really the wood the that he used that what makes those those violins sound. Wait, really hold good. on. What are you showing us here, man? What is this? Is this your stuff that you did? Yeah, these are stuff that I built. I actually thought of the other day. I was thinking, man, I should inlay some trays like these and make them <coughs> some of the weed nerds for a giveaway. Do like a weed nerd world emblem. And then inlay it in here like this, and just make a nice little. You could, tray, you could set up a booth at a farmer's market just with items like that that you make and and charge quality price for the quality item. And I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, but if you really seen a lot of my like serious work, you'd probably be like, "What the fuck are you doing, growing weed?" <laughs> Seriously, man, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I can see, yeah. well wait. Is there like, I see. These are like some of my bowls and shit. You know, shit like this. How many hours do you have uh, into an item like that? Not well. I can pump once I get like something like this set up in my head. You know, I can pump shit like this out pretty quickly. You know. Well, okay. Because that's the key. My dad was crazy. I'm a and jig a guy too. Once I've got something like nailed down, I can fucking want to pump it out. I'll make a jig. <laughs> I'm not afraid to save myself and make a jig. Well, I just remember, and, I can tell you, if you've ever gone to Disneyland in the Bear Jamboree, which I don't know if they have remodeled, but this was way back. The frames that the talking bears are in when you walk in. Yeah. And then my that was his first job at Disney. And then when they opened Disney World, somehow in his his little shop was in Studio City. It was custom framing. They he got a contract to make all the metal frames for when they built the hotel in Florida. And it had like this deadline of like whatever. They had to be on this truck to go out there. Like 1,200 of them in one picture and 1200 in the other and yeah somehow they today i don't think they would ever use a company in california for a job in florida but they did in the 70s <laughs> yeah he had a good reputation he did museum frames like where they would do restores he had a section in the shop where it was this container that was real gold leaf like 24 karat, 18 karat, because, yeah, some of those restoration jobs you had to use. And even the tricks he used to use to distress stuff and make it look antique. 
Like he taught me all this stuff, wormholes. Like we would use a pick, but you had to do it a certain way because that's what that worm would look like in the in that wood. Like it, he was crazy with all that shit. He was a craftsman then. Oh, that's cool, Eagle. That's sick, dude. I, I, this is one of my business card holders that I used to make back in the day too. I would make these in fucking basically whatever kind of wood, scrap wood I used to have laying around. It's a business card holder. So basically you put this in your pocket. This one here is, looks like it's walnut with a little bit of a Brazilian cherry on the ends there. And so it fits nicely in your pocket. You can fit your business cards in there. You know, you could actually, you know, pop one out if you had business yeah, here you go. Here's a card, or you could actually take it if you're at your job and flip it around and set it on your disc and display your business cards, you know, for it's, it's somebody got hinges. there. Yeah, it's hinged. It's got a little brass. I don't know if you can see that, but there's a little brass pin in there. You might be able to see it. Maybe. Oh, this end's shiny. There you go. You can see that little yeah. brass pin in there. Well, that's some high, think, oh, yeah. high quality work. Oh, yeah. Here's one of my old business cards right here from back in the day, too. Eagle Eye Home Improvements right there. Uh, yeah. Fun times. All you carpenters have that little shit going on, though. A lot of you guys do. Like the trim carpenters and shit. They are always making really cool stuff. Definitely an art form. Oh, yeah. A good trim carpenter, man. Yep. When I was doing those $10 million, $20 million condos, yeah, you were the best of the best in those places. They didn't. Uh, well, like, a, like out here in the coastal area, well, all of California, but I know San Diego, one of my oldest friends, he's a car, you know, custom guy. And yeah, the amount of work that comes out of the the, the million dollar coastal houses is, and even the amount of my other friend is a demo company, whatever I forget what it's called. Dude, he's he's always like going to like houses that are, look pretty good to me and demoing the whole thing for they can redo it, you know, <laughs> the the ten million dollar houses or whatever, and. They always need craftsmen because there's very few people that have those skills anymore. There's plenty of people that can whip out track houses and do all that shit, but custom work, no, there's not enough of them. Yeah, some of those houses, well, buddy will know this spot, but like down by, there's a spot out here called Bird Rock. And it's basically a La Jolla, you know, but some of those houses down there, he's, he's not lying, they're 10, 12, 14, 18 million dollar homes. And you walk in there and you're walking into a fucking museum. <clears throat> well, a lot of these houses like go on the market and are like, perfect. You would walk in there and think perfect. But the kind of person that spends that kind of money, they, they don't want whatever somebody else did. They're going to right away tear everything out, put their own kitchen in their own. Yeah, that's a big thing when you got money. And yeah, on the on the certain area in california yep that's where all the money is <laughs> most of those people barely even stay in those houses 
No, there was people that own those 10, 20 million dollar homes. They live there like here in Chicago, these condos down here. Maybe a month, two months a year. That's it. Take the grandkids to the beach for the week and that's it. They actually, for Chicago, they, a lot of them come down at Christmas time. So they'll come down like around um, like at Thanksgiving and they'll stay through Christmas and then they'll leave and go to their condo in Tahiti. Well, one of the big issues in San Diego is the erosion, right? And the amount of money that's spent with engineers and crazy, like some of them are like propped up with, you know, they use concrete and, uh, oh, any means they can. But ultimately, the coastline is eroding. It won't look the same 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Even here, the, the Amtrak train tracks are good distance from the coast, but they're close enough to the coast that there's these sinkholes and, and the track lowers and has issues, which, yeah, when you think about the value of these houses that are the ones on the edge, built on the cliffs, all that, yeah, I, I, I can't expect that it's going to be there without like 50 years from now, if you just look at coastlines, that's what the ocean is doing, breaking up the, the, the coast. <laughs> well, if you guys have ever watched like, the, you know, professional golf tour. What's up, weed nerds? Pines, fucking right? talking Where, about golf? <laughs> well, even... Even here in, Lots of grass uh, in Acadia, in, in the Oceanside area, there's parts of the beach sand that, that they put the tape on because falling debris from somebody's 20-year-old attempt to keep erosion from happening. And there's been, on the news, maybe in the last five years, one or two times that someone got killed when some something came off and people were like, you know, had their little setup at the beach underneath these cliffs that are constantly yeah the ocean is going to win <laughs> that's the bottom line yeah well especially right there too in that area because there's a massive humongous underwater canyon that comes off right into La Jolla right there so when those swells and those ocean currents hit just right it pushes that water 10 times farther up the beach than well, it's supposed my, to be. My, my real good friend that worked as a uh, pit man at the casino right there in Oceanside, some rich person at the place had this really nice house, but he had an apartment downstairs that he rented. I think his rent was like five or 600 for all these years, right on the beach. Um, that The old guy died and the kids sold the place. But the years he lived there, he would go through like widescreen TVs like every two or three years. The amount of humidity and the wetness that would come in by living on the ocean, his barbecues would rot out, like rust out. Like knowing him for all those years, I realized, holy shit, all, your shit's always fucked up. His stereo would fuck up. Any kind of electronics would fuck up because of the ocean being that close to the ocean. Well, you get that that morning and afternoon fog layer that rolls in. It's saltwater fog. Yeah, I you know. 
off the ocean, pulling that salt, and it just fucking destroys everything after a while. Yeah, even a couple times he would take them back under the warranty, but then at the Costco, they they were so hip to it that they would check them, and that's what they would check is that there was salt damage inside, and then they would say it's not warranty because it became like people would just buy TV, and when it burned out at the beach, they just return it and say you know warranty, but they check them on the coast. Right. And that has to do with weed. How? Well, we've been talking about all kinds of things, major. Oh, I'm just Definitely not autos. Yo, yeah. I I got a couple of autos that are like a day or two from maybe being pulled (laughs) that I put in a few months ago that were given to me. They smell pretty good. I wasn't able to watch TV. He wasn't able to watch the Eagles show, so he's pissed off. That's what. Where are you at? Where are you at, buddy? Can I can I come come pay you a visit? Maybe meet you up somewhere on the beach. We smoke one of these autos. Well, I don't know if we're gonna be smoking it, dude. I grew these same ones last year, and they look and smell good. I gave them away as like little tokens to a few people, because yeah, they didn't grow very big, like wasn't worth the time and effort. Um, and these are only an outside 12 hour light or whatever. So, but no, this year they grew bigger because I didn't germinate them in a cup. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. soon as they germinated, I put them in a big bed and put a dome over them and babied them outside until they could get on their own. And the same seed from the same person, they were given to me three years ago grew like twice as big that way because when it's if you're saying a taproot can't hit bottom without triggering it well a taproot's going to hit bottom in like three days Mm -hmm. like there's there's unless you yeah so by trying to sprout an auto you've got to sprout it right in place in my opinion my you know now some of these autos have gotten better these ones were made by somebody three years ago so whatever so what you're saying is autos are for advanced growers, but not no, advanced smokers. I think they're cover crop. <laughs> well, like, I do not? agree. You could just throw those things out and, and 90 days later, there's like a smokable material there that's pretty good. You don't have to do much shit. Well, yeah, you could smoke pine cones if you want to, though. I wouldn't suggest it. But. Yeah, but, it, but a lot of things about I think the growing, buzz. The buzz I'm off sure the pine the, uh, cones is I'm better sure than the supplemental light <laughs> your outdoor grow. I don't care what time of year you put it outside, it's gonna like grow a little bit and flower. No, it's not most, most people. Well, my up where I'm at, like if I don't like right now, I have one of my beds isn't supplemental lighted, and one of them is. And yeah, the one's in full veg and the one has already started to turn. Like, uh, but did you do a fade? Did you go from like 18 hours into the like 14 well, or whatever? You're some at? of the plants have been outside the whole time under the, you know, but my experience in Southern California, it's, it's tricky. You can get it done, but it's tricky to get it to naturally veg and get big, like turn into a, a 10 or 12 foot plant or bigger. Right, that's because your your switch between flower and veg is so small down there, right? Like your hour yeah. variation is yeah. only like what, you, 
13 hours you get maybe maybe that's maybe. The, that's right yeah. if you like i live on top of a hill here for nine years but i used to live on top of another hill but that house i lost about two hours a day due to the shade of the mountain here i got 20 the the, tw the whole time it's i'm on top no no obstruction that made like such a huge difference just that little like shade that was part of living in this other place and that in the evening the sunset behind the mountain and I it got shaded. That 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 two hours was huge. You mean beneficial because of a uh, light stress? No, I have yeah, that full sun, like especially down here. Yep, you need every minute of it, especially because you barely have enough to be in in, in true veg cycle. But on another hand, years ago, for many years, my method of outdoor growing was just take my indoor plants that got too big or or mo different things and and put them outside and and that it's always going to flip no matter what because you have like an exaggerated life cycle that it's been living under you're right you're right they absolutely and, have a tendency of flowering but you just right. got to give them that just a little bit more nitrogen i find give them that you know almost toxic green color hit them heavy with the nitrogen that'll offset that flowering tendency <laughs> like heavy nitrogen like almost a little curl like bust out the alaskan fish and just feed well, it to them like 30 and, mils and, a gallon and most of the good outdoor genetics are, are bred and have been acclimated to no, northern no cow for the most part like i live in a place that has this legacy strain called fallbrook red it's been around since the seventies and yeah, some of the old Mexican guys I know, they, they still grow that weed, right? That weed that doesn't have any issue about not enough sun for full veg. Nope. They plant them the same time every year. They veg perfectly, but that's acclimated. It's been bred here. It's grown here since seventies. Right. They're you using know. seeds besides clones probably. Oh no, they're all seeds. They're just they're all they seeds. Just, yeah. yeah, they're just yeah. They probably have a the stabilized cultivar, right? They to actually honest, have a cultivar. You call it cultivar. So stabilized. Grow that. Are what they really are are cock biter razors. They have like birds, and they're known in the area because they raise the best birds. Those two guys still grow the same asphalt or red that they've done since they were kids. Now, what's the odds of you getting those seeds? Oh, I uh, have those. I've messed with them. Yeah, it's not something that's like it's Falberg red. It's just like a Mexican strain that's been acclimated to this. Area. Is it like a? Is it a little airy? Maybe it just wouldn't do well in the market, the modern market. But oh, the smoke, yeah, the smoke, the smoke quality is there. Just the looks, right? Yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's yeah. it's yeah. It, I think it was probably Oaxacan. Seems like it makes sense. It's a spiry type of plant. I mean, to be it's honest, if I could get a hold of a few ounces of weed from my past, yeah, I would like my dad's Oaxacan and my best friend's dad's Colombian loose pack, like from the seventies. 
Like, oh, they had you seeds and it was just what it was. Uva. But it was like stony that I don't think it was just because I was a kid. No, nope, that stuff was good. You would have liked that Uva from Sub. That was that Corkle times O'Hawk in there. I grew that fucker out and that's what that thing was. It's nothing but spears. Mm. Fucking almost every time it was just like three fucking spears about three feet fucking long nothing but bud and it was always representative of the old hockey everyone i had always always leaning towards that old hockey so if you ever see a pack of that uva you may want to grab that shit i have like never even heard that. that one now the you, you mentioned this strain you grow called what's it it's colombian or what how do you say it Colombian. Colombian. Is that like, it sounds like, oh, that might be like a Colombian, but is that what it is? No. No. It's, it's uh, UK cheese times uh, St. Marta gold. Okay, well, that would be that. Colombian. But you got to always think that these selections just weren't done with a high enough phenotypical expression that they just took, oh, we got 20 old seeds. Let's take the best one, and then we'll cross that UK cheese with it. That's what I always think anyways. I don't think, you know, they ran through an old set of Colombian, and they happened to have, you know, the one out of 20,000. I think those days were gone, and they just happened to have a Colombian around, or like someone. Well, I, I haven't actually might have it. Put, got in the car and made this happen, but I have two younger breeder friends that have incredible libraries, right? I'm not interested in the crosses that they make. Like, I'm not interested in the Acapulco crossed into Runtz or crossed into Wilson. No, I just want the Acapulco gold, right? Now, yeah, it's that same old thing. Oh, they got it. There's restrictions. You follow what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah, I can freely just give it to you. No, they were no, given it's, it's, to it. It's not like a, how they FFA. have such a library is that certain people gave them things with like certain understandings. You follow, mm-hmm. you follow. They used to be right? called they, not, uh, an FAA, free for all. Right. Oh, they uh, can it's, use it's it not the F- make their FAA. own thing with <laughs> it, like cross it into runs or do that. That that's okay, but they're no, don't give it out and don't. It's not. I don't know, man. Right? Warning. Now, now, I I've been given the green light. Yeah, come and just take. You can take these. I don't care, right? And I just haven't gotten around to it. But when I hear somebody's library, I like want to go back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me get this all the nostalgia shit. That's what I want to have. What's going on, blind cat? What are you smoking on? Even the majority of my outdoor since last year, now I repeated it because it performed so well. It's just super lemon haze. And yeah, it's just super lemon haze, but it it like finished perfect. It uh, stayed small, loose, little tight loose. It stayed loose structure most of the time. And then at the end, it thickened up and finished. And in my area where there's always a lot of uh, marine layer at that time of year, that, 
I was looking for something that had looser structure. Four twenty, like a, a bunch, and that one performed the best. And then I kept it for this year. It is. Oh, so eagle. Four twenty. Yes, sir. On, on the bank of Anthony. How's that going? What's the uh, what's the What's, what's up with that? We are close to start building out. I know my beans are drying. Smiley's, I believe, are like a weekend and drying. There is the email for people that want to get on that list. Thank of Anthony at gmail.com for the people that want to get on that list for to grow out that stream. It's so want to get on there. Yo. Oh, that's awesome. Earlier the better. Like Earlier that. the better. I'll get all over that shit. How you feeling, Johnny? I'm feeling like pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say you look like you're doing your plants are looking really good, dude. Yeah, I got a lot of rest. Did you see that? It kept it kept pausing on me and shit. You know, I didn't know it. Dude, that, that shit's yeah. everything looks lush. Yeah, I'm uh eventually Johnny's gonna go earth box all the way. Yeah. Is that what you're using? <laughs> well I got I got five plants in the earth box and the ones that are in the earth box, you know, they just fuck, they just rock. You know. So I'm, do you I'm do you really do you watch do you watch that guy build the soil? Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, because like he does it where he's showing you that all these bed and 30 gal and I guess we're season three or four, but consistently those earth boxes like holy moly, man. He gets some crazy results out of the earth box. My earth box, man, I'm just absolutely blown away. The last harvest that I got, um, I got 85 uh, grams out of the uh, of the Mendoloco, and I got 95 out of the uh, um, which one was that? Fuck, I'm, uh, that last hit fucked me up. Out of the Maureen's mustache, and 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 it was they were so close, you know what I mean, in the same pot. You know, it was just amazing. And they both grew absolutely amazing. And what do you think that is, Johnny? Why do you think that happened? The volume of soil? Mm -mm. You know Dude, what it I is? I tell you, really, but it's got worms in it, too. Well, what it Worm is, power. it's, like that, a, li it's did, a living bit. Did you have it like, like he does, where he has that plastic cover over the top of it? And you well, covered I'll, the top? I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you what my living bed looks like. Because his uh, one, the, the company that sells it or whatever, that's part of the thing, the elastic thing that goes over the top. Mm -hmm. and See what I got over the top he of showed, my bed? Like, he, this year he's showing like, yeah, he, he calls them feeder See roots. But literally his roots are so crazy Good. they're coming up. How you got that set up, Johnny? Walk us through the setup of that real quick. Well, yeah, like the size of the toad. Yeah, well, the size of the toad, it's like a 
it's like a 40 gallon tote. It's it's hard to see because uh, well here I've got Just one move, right here. Move, move a little slower, Johnny. Move a little slower. This, this is a 40 gallon tote right here, and that's what it's made of right there. That used to be the lid to it right there, but that's my worm bin at this point. Okay. So that's what it's made out of right there. So what I do is I put the lid on the base so that uh, down at the bottom here, I have little holes that are drill in right there, right there. So when I fill it up to a certain point, it leaks out of that and I know that it's filled. But yeah. the way I got this set up, uh, I've got uh, actually carrots right here, and I've got other types of uh, plants and it's and like kale. I, I'm not even sure what the fuck that yeah. is. That's, a, uh, might be a radish. Some, um, multi pack. You know what I'm saying? So you put water in, and it goes above that level drain out is yeah. why you have those holes and, and here's here's my water hole right there but i keep that on it so you made those so yourself down right? inside there i don't know if you guys can see down in there now yeah. what'd you use for like your little shelf so thing got the bottom clay of balls it? and shit like that down in it yeah what'd you use at the bottom Sam, yeah, how you rate how you raising it up because doesn't the water sit at the oh. bottom for an inch or two, and then the the plant and the soils above it? Oh yeah, there's a there's a gap down there. It's got the yeah, water's you, got its own little reservoir inside. Right. What did you use to create that gap? I used uh, you know, like that uh, garden lattice that you get that's made of plastic white. Yeah. Okay. You get at Home Depot. And mm -hmm. That. And then I used on top of it, I used a, uh, what is it? Um, a shade cloth for the outside window in the desert. That's what I used. Oh, okay. To, to make a, a kind of like a barrier in between it. And then on the, uh, on the three corners, I've got uh, solo cups like this here. They have a bunch of holes drilling the outside of it along here. A bunch of holes, you know. And then uh, I'm not sure if I, I don't think I have any on the bottom. It's just on the sides. And then I got that pack full of cocoa, cocoa core. And uh, so I have that in three different holes and then in three different corners. And then on the fourth corner, I have this here, which is the, uh, the water, you know, it's where I feed it. And, and then I just put a, a microgoon came out and helped me set up a bunch of soil. And I used that soil that I used uh, that we mixed up. And I loaded this thing up with it. And the veggies are just freaking crushing it in here, you know? I'm wondering what. We Oh, do we lose Johnny? Looks really good, dude. Great job, yeah, man. man. You know, I want I want to take one of those and do it in the greenhouse and see how it turns out out there. 
to I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a character. How long do you have to now? How long? Uh, how many days does it does it go? Do you have to feed it every day, or is it like every other day? How fast do you go through that? that feed water? it. Check that shit out, guys. I'm a farmer. Yum. We lose them. Yep, you're not allowed to show carrots on YouTube, man. Violation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't show those in the wrong. Man, that shit, I keep losing. I keep losing. Check it out. You see my, my carrots? Yeah. Cool, Johnny. That's cool. Nice. Right on, huh? Do you have to fill those every day, those boxes, or is it every couple days? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Every day I come in and I moisten the top because I don't have a cover over the top to keep the moisten on the top. You know what I'm saying? To keep the action. So every day I come in and I put a, a two-thirds of a gallon of water on the top just to moisten it. I'll put a, a third of a gallon on one side and a third of a gallon on the other side. And then I, I uh, put a one-third down inside here. So basically it's a gallon a day. But I mean, if you fill those up, you could go away for a day or two or three, right? No problem. Or, oh, he's Johnny Fives. Lose No, no, you are. It seems like every time I step inside, it goes out. But, anyways, this here is the, uh, the gooey musk of uh, Miranda Family Farms inside the earth box, the new one that I built. And I built the new one just a little bit differently. I used uh, clay, clay bricks instead of rocks down inside of it. So I wanted to get the, uh, the action of the clay mineral within it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Johnny, what's that one? What's that plant? This one right here is a very special plant. Yeah, it looks special. Right I here. like the three leaves. Yeah, this one right here is the... Uh, Crazy Uncle Josh by SoCal. Hey, SoCal, what's in that? Very unique, unique uh, flavor. The taste, it's, it, it's really awesome. It's super frosty. It's just an amazing, uh, amazing strain. That one is uh, Mendo Loco mixed with Joshua Tree. And the Joshua tree, what's that one? Joshua tree was sour strawberry and Mickey Kush. Sour strawberry from Bog? I'm not 100% sure. That, uh, the Joshua tree came from Amelia Lavender, who passed it to Sub, who passed it out. So... I have very limited information on that other than that what was told yeah, by I'm, Sub. I'm, I'm pretty sure Subby worked with uh, Bog Sour Strawberry. I think it's in the Zinger, too. Not too sure. I'm, I know he worked with it. Well, I'm just, that wasn't bred by Sub. What's that? I just said that wasn't, that wasn't Sub's 
gear, though. I mean, I don't know. You know yeah, that was- no, that, that was Amelia Lavender. The reason that one got named Joshua Tree is because that's where, when Sub was on his way to Arizona, he met up with Amelia Lavender in Joshua Tree, and she passed him all those seeds. So that wasn't an actual sub creation. Well, how many are? Right. But I'll tell you what, that uh, that Joshua tree was phenomenal. It was 100% smelled and tasted like you're chewing on a stick of juicy fruit gum. Nice. Yeah, old school, old school juicy fruit. I remember that strain, man. And then, um, yeah, the crazy Uncle Josh has a nice flavor, kind of like the uh, the beach nut uh, striped gun, the uh, zebra gum, a little bit spicier, tangier. You guys hear me? Yeah, I'm washing my carrots. <clears throat> Eagle, do you know anything about the sour strawberry? That sub he used. Ah, uh, he's in the shitter or something, probably. What did one cheek say to the other cheek? <laughs> we, we can stop this shit. <laughs> we can stop this shit, yeah. <laughs> Pish! <laughs> what, what's the, the phenotypes that we're looking for in the Uncle Josh, in the crazy Uncle Josh? Oh, any, I, that's exactly the question still. Okay. Johnny's the only one that's actually tested it so far two of them they're like almost 12 inches tall now well what's what's the best pheno from uh, the mando um the best looking so far that i've seen was uh double tap farms had one that just looked exactly like the mom it was a big purple just beautiful looking plant I don't know how it turned out, uh, smell and taste and effect-wise from him. But so far, that one's turned out really phenomenal. And then uh, Smiley's got one that's really good as well. It's uh, I'm really bad at like describing flavor and smell and all that. But it's dank, <laughs> old-school dank. And then, uh, well, Johnny's smoking it right now. Ask him. Yeah, I love it. Definitely old school day. Uh, it's got really dense buds. It. Uh, my dog is killing the carrots. Uh, yeah. Oh, Shammy. A couple bites. Uh, anyways, um, it's got the uh, the old school kind of smell, kind of like stinky feet, <clears throat> with a a really nice. Uh, 
kind of woody, I would say kind of an earthy kind of a smell to it in the background. And and when you hit it, man, it just, uh, well, here, let me, let, let me go get the jar real quick and I'll kind of give you a. And green fingers, you said you only had two going? Well, I fucking had a problem with the leaf hoppers and they sucked dry like all of them sprouts that I had popped. But by the time I noticed them, those are the only two I could save. Right. Popped a whole fucking half a jar. Well, sounds like you have another half a jar, buddy. Pop yeah. them. It's, they're special. Huh? Well, are you going to open them, open them up, you know, cross them up? You're best with the best. All right. Yeah, I just what need more in the dirt. Want to send me some soil? I'll do it. Dude, I don't care if you take a few of those out and just dig a hole in the fucking backyard and, like, put them in there and water it once in a while. Actually, I kind of want to see what happened. I'm just going to bundle them all together like I do with mine when I'm, you know, hunting a small batch and throw them in one pot and a 130 gallon together, like the handful. Yeah. And Green fingers. Them. You're going to have to start using all that chihuahua fucking droppings, man. Gotta start making compost with that, dude. No, the pigeons and all the birds around here, they make this disappear pretty quick. I'm like, man, their shit's disappearing overnight. Like, what the fuck? Well, then you're, you're going to have to start using fucking pigeons then. You're going to have to start trapping the pigeons and using those fuckers as compost. Yeah, I got, <laughs> got to do something, man. Make soil, baby. Got, Come on. I got two of them in my garage making babies. <laughs> Go have some swab, huh? Fancy. So you guys want to talk to me when I camera off and I go let the dog out and take a moonlit piss out in the yard. That's when you guys want oh, to talk. Yo, to me. fuck you. Camera on forever. You were oh, UFO searching, man. Did you say UFOs? No, no, it is a beautiful night, though. I, I give you that. So to answer your question about the sour strawberry, that that. Zinger came out of Joel's kitchen, you know, so that's that's in his in his uh cabinet. So I think I can't tell you anything about that sour strawberry. Thanks for nothing. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> wow. Man, really? Oh, were you were you smoking on? You smoking on too? You need the fire, growing auto, baby. You talk, you talk all the smack about them, but I really think you're trying to just put it out there, keep that, <laughs> keep it constant. You know you what I mean? Subliminal, subliminal. Even when you're commenting on the post today that I put, I picked, I posted. Uh, rather, uh nice auto it's just gonna make him want to buy one they're like that is a nice auto i think i will fucking buy one well you are you are talking to the major auto army 
Major Auto Family. I'm gonna change the world, man. I'm gonna change the world. With autos. Let's see what my autos look like. You got auto fams? Fam autos. I think the hardest part about growing auto fams is telling your family you're gay. (laughs) Fermi auto fams. They permed all the way out. I like my new name. That fucking has a ring, bro. Oh, fucking, yeah. I could remember it now. The auto army. Yep, it's coming, man. Auto army, bro. Taking over. I'll get that tattooed on me just fucking for you to have that name forever. You get that shit forever, I'll get that shit tattooed on me. For you to change your name to that. <laughs> I can get that done. Just See, to get, for you to get a tattoo. Yeah. I'm going to get a single needle. <laughs> you barely see that shit. You'll barely see it. Be on the top of my head. All right, where's Kazoo? We need a major auto army slap made up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're coming now. It doesn't say your stance in the army, Major. <laughs> doesn't say if you're for or against. It just says there's an army against. Or We're for. like Switzerland, man. We're neutral. We're neutral country, baby. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. I'm not yeah. to the nice thing about it, uh, SoCal, is it burns down to nothing. The ash down to a white little, white, white little dust pile. Nice. Yep. That means well, Johnny, right. Johnny, you're all organic, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I've I've been using the same soil for the past two and two plus years. Right. You like that uh, Job stuff? I've uh, I've done that, yeah. I've been uh, been using the uh, Mother Earth lately, as far as the uh, tomato, vegetable stuff. And here oh. recently, I induced uh, some uh, Dynamico, mycorrhizolin, inoculants, to help with the fungi and stuff like that. So. Got that from uh, Grow Generation Growth. I don't so, know yeah. if I believe in that uh, all that fungus talk. It, it doesn't seem to be that hard to actually get any fungus in your soil, enough. right? As long as you keep it at a certain moisture level, you almost have like mushrooms growing automatically. Hey, least- that reminds me. Somebody came over today and said, here, bloom these out and split them. And I put them back here. The bloom, so talking about some boomer. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Zoom, zooms. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is this friend of mine's friend oh. who I gave him some mushrooms like six months ago. And he said he took one of the caps and followed everything he could figure out on YouTube. And then that's the results. And oh, so he, he inoculated it. He inoculated it on April 26th. And then the mycelium, yeah, it's pretty good. It's thick and took over and it doesn't look contaminated, but I don't know. And he didn't know much. Like he just learned, but it looks like he fig figured it out. He, he, we'll see. I guess I'm supposed to be looking in the next few days for the first sign of the shrooms to pop up. And there's there some crazy, like, wait, I think they're albino penis envies or wait, hillbilly albino or something like that. I, I don't really remember what I gave him. But it was one of those fancy new ones. Very cool, man. Hey, the guy, he's a he's a public defender in the county, Riverside County, for 30 years. Today, he's always, he knows me. I love hearing about cases. If I probably I, know the guy. If I didn't go to, if I went to school, I probably would have been a lawyer. I like that shit. But uh, he said that, I didn't know this, but the checkpoint, which SoCal and people from around here know, on both the coast and out here where I live, on the freeway, there's a border checkpoint, like whatever, 50 miles from the border. And it, they just wave you through or whatever, but sometimes they bust people. So his client today, 30-year-old uh, Mexican guy, oh, and he had his wife and a baby in the car, got caught there with 20 kilos of meth. And so the deal is he would get four years for the smuggling charge. And he gets between eight to 12 years enhancement for the weight. So he says, and now here's the kicker. Unless it's a violent strike case, you don't go to prison anymore in California. So he'd be doing like, 12, eight, eight to 12 years in the county jail. Cause that's, that's where they house people for like less than a violent felony at this point. Welcome to Which California. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's that one thing like jail isn't meant to do more than like a small period of time there. So to put, leave somebody in there for eight years, that's like torture. That's yeah, kind of the but that's point. the way they do it. And then he explained the whole thing, mm -hmm. like, like some of the stores are closing at the uh, outlet malls because, yeah. Well, then, okay. So he's a public defender. So since the COVID, come, we come back from COVID, the stores, they might bust somebody, and and get them arrested for for shoplifting. But then they no longer come to court. 
So case gets called and they need the witness. That's the security guy in the store and that. No, the stores in unison, meaning like all the stores have decided, yeah, we're just not going to send people to court. That's too much money or waste of time. Because even if you get the conviction, it's just a misdemeanor. And if people are being held in the jail for eight years, that means people that have small sentences are getting kicked out like they're not even holding them. So, yeah, they decided just not even to basically prosecute anymore. Yeah. And it's not because the court's not ready to prosecute. Well, that's the up to stores, like a thousand dollars, right? There's a limit to that. Then you get prosecuted. Yeah. And either an or is a misdemeanor. Right. So like some of the cases are, it doesn't mean the store is just going to let you do it. So a lot of the cases get more complicated where, oh, if you even rest, uh, obstruct or, or try to get away from the store security, oh, well, now they got some other charges that involve that. God forbid that they felt threatened by you or something, you know? So so then it's not just the theft, it's that you bulldozed your way out the door. You know what I'm saying? And now it became physical. And then they add, it all depends what they want to do with you. You know, if you look like a menace to the, to, this is, to, to the community, they're going to lock you up. Oh, I thought uh, justice and law is blind. Yeah. It's funny I how mean, the judges can see you, though. Blind to justice. Well, it's well, a no, mess, thing is, like, I'll tell you this. I sat through a lot of court during my wife's murder trial. Some days we get called in the morning and it would just be a continuance. Some days they wouldn't call us till later. So I'd sit through cases. You see the, 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 and this was at the stage when we were at the arraignment court. So you'd see like the day to day monotony and there were days, and I, you know, I would talk with the DA on the way back up to the office. There were a couple times where I witnessed like four or five hours of this, and there wasn't a criminal thing. Oh, crimes had taken place, but it was mental illness, and it weren't fakers. Like the people that they had in custody and the situation and their record and what the court was, judge was trying to figure out how to help the person or whatever. It wasn't some of the home. I don't even know. Like I, it wasn't crime. It was mental illness like that. There were days where that's all you saw mental illness. Right. You didn't see like, oh, well, yeah, this guy was obviously on drugs and stole shit or this person was a home burglar. Nope, it was all mental illness. And then you realize, yeah, like what the fuck are you going to do with all that? There's no way See, to help these people. The way it's working lately in California is that if I were to drive, get, get my truck right now, drive over to Buddy's house while we're all watching this on the show and fucking just do a home invasion and take every fucking thing he's got in his house, I'm not going to really get in too much trouble. Now, if I punch him in the mouth no. on the way out the door, I'll get a bigger charge for that than I would for breaking no, no, his house. No, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. No, no wait. Armed, no, home invasion is an actual level of armed robbery. No, they, they just that you invaded and there was a threat that violence. 
even the idea that I could have protected myself, that makes that like a higher crime than burglary, right? Like, so there is mm -hmm. levels and- Right, but you're yeah, still don't gonna get, get a slap on the wrist for it. I'll tell you one thing, one of but, the crimes that, they, that, that still holds serious penalties, and I live in an area where it's a, it is an issue because it's a lot of retired people. Sometimes we've had periods of time when there was like reports of multiple home invasion robberies, right? Because it's like a rural area and easy targets, right? Um, in America, uh, yeah, they, they, I don't they, know if there's an easy target. Aren't you guys all allowed to have guns? Yeah, no, they're yeah, easy to but, like, look, I could tell oh, you my own personal experience, easy. right? Which is one of the reasons I stopped having booze and competing and being involved in high times. Because even in the year before, I forget who, what, where, but there was already robbed. stories of people that got, like, tailed and followed home from the event in San Bernardino, which That's for a while there, there was, no, like... No way. Like, so this was back in 2015. And uh, yeah, we were sitting there one night and it was a warm night. So the back sliding glass was screen was closed, but it, that wasn't locked or anything. And we were just watching TV. I'll just make the story short and get to the point. I'm like a non-gun person. I've never even shot a pistol. Maybe my dad, I shot a 22 once. Like, so it's not like, I don't give a shit about guns, but, and because I had a felony from the time I was in, before I was even an adult, I can't have a gun license. So I, I just never, I'm not a gun person, whatever. But the way it happened, these people were professionals. They had like, two lookout cars, radios, three guys inside. Even how I know it came from that event was some of the things that they said they knew because, well, this could be a long story, but there was like a weird time. Most of the time there was like, yeah, there was a lot of money. That particular moment, there was like 214 bucks on the counter. They couldn't believe it. They, they, they had... They brought in tools to try to cut my fingers off. They, we were there for eight hours and they dug through everything. They kept radioing because like I lived rural and they had the roads blocked off. It was crazy. But the moment that they came in, if I had a gun in my fucking lap, nope, 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 nope. It had that, that moment, it was so fast, right? Because right? like after it happened, for the first time in my life, I contemplated, oh, yeah, maybe it's time to get guns. Some all my friends were like, dude, I can't believe you live way out here and don't have a gun. Right? Well, I don't. Some of it is <laughs> to this day, I have discharged any number. I don't have a rec, you know, my record's 20 some years old. Yeah, if I have a gun, it's automatically five years in prison. You know what I mean? You, that's do you that's have the a, end of the story. A security system at least. Yeah, a lot of dogs. And yeah, I don't trip on that shit. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't like even when I thought about putting in a security. So next thing you know, I'm spending like how many minutes or hour a day looking at some fucking screen of like coyotes triggering my thing at three Peace in the morning. Johnny. Or, right? Now there's gate. Uh, yeah. 
and whatever. But the point is, yeah, when I really thought about it, and a lot of this was a joint decision because my wife was like, oh, yeah, night, she man. was very anti-gun, hippie, don't kill anything type of person. So when I started saying, oh, I think we should get guns, it was like a big thing. But when I really thought about it, yeah, what the fuck? It happened so fast and they had multiple guns and were yeah. ready to use them, right? And like, yeah, I was like, yeah, what would that have? Oh, and if I had... Wait, why would I be sitting on my couch on Friday night with a gun in my lap? And, and even in my lap was too far away. Because like when it happened, it was like, at first, my, I never had anything like that ever happen to me after 30 some years of, of like, you know, kind of being a target. So buddy, where was the, all the money? What did you do with the money? Well, there was multiple places. We had another house, th this house. And yeah, it was just, it was just one of those moments. Oh, they did take like, fuck, I don't know. I think we, we thought it was about $12,000 worth of wet shit that was literally wet, like hanging, like maybe two days. And that was like this big thing where they had to, they, they kept calling the guy, right? Um, I offered in all the threats that oh let me just call one of my buddies we can we can arrange some money they'll like like because yeah trust me when you have a gun to the back of your ear yeah like it's a whole different world but it was a weird thing i like bounced back after it that was the end of that place after 17 years mm -hmm. and at least option to buy it so even though that was upside down, they owed more than the house was worth. And there was other factors into, into, into the deal not working. The, that incident was the end of 17 years running in the same place. Yeah, for now, sure. Granted, <coughs> for a lot of years, the reason I had a second place was because of that. Like I always, like things were different then, but like, yeah. Why not have a second place? You know what I'm saying? Now I don't. I don't. I yeah. I'm I'm close to retiring. This is. I'm I'm like thinking of being an expat, like Captain 420, and move to. I'm more interested in the Philippines than. Come uh, to Canada, man. They don't. They don't <laughs> like people like me in Canada. And it's cold up there. I was just going to say, you can't go from California to Canada, man. You're fucking. <laughs> Even I don't think, like, the truth is, I'm, like, so fair weather my whole life, especially where I live now. Like, our claim to fame when you drive into our town is 70-degree annual average, right? Like, when I go up north, which I do a lot and have friends – and Ukiah and all these places I'm freezing my ass off up there and need like four or five layers so and when it's too hot oh no fuck that shit too and Philippines it's humid as fuck no matter how much air conditioning you have and I, yeah even when I've gone to St. John or gone to Hawaii I hate that shit when it's humid 
the Philippines also have like ultra strict rules on drugs, man. Like, they kill wow. people yeah. like crazy. I don't fucking move well, there. Well, wait. This week is election, and they're electing the son of Marcos, <laughs> who is basically a disciple of the crazy guy. All the good times are returning. Is that what you're saying? No, well, the people there. So you got to remember the real influence there is not the government, it's the Catholic Church. Like, and, and oh. yeah, it starts there. But look, my girlfriend's from there. Even though now, as I've sent her links, the truth about Duarte, when I first met her, like going on three and a half, four years ago, um, she totally supported him because the Philippines had been like a crime wave that was so crazy. It was created by basically meth, but they call it something else. It's basically not even meth. It's like some lower byproduct that is created when they make meth that's called, I don't know, they have some weird name for it. But everybody was, it's like a short slang name, but it means meth or whatever. And so it was terrible. And yeah, by him doing all that crazy shit, it it made it safer. And that's, that was all she cared about. Because she she has family there, but lives in UAE and works for 15 years. So, um, but even now, yeah, the Marco's son, he's totally fucked up and corrupt and it's bullshit. The one that should be elected is the lady that's, but when you get into it all, you realize, you know, who's behind it all is our CIA and they fuck up every fucking country. Even if the people are trying to get their shit together, I love we got the CIA. Some- we got something in store for them. And, and, and that's like the story of the Philippines. <laughs> we smoking on a blind cat. Looks like a cannon. This fucker's not lighting right, but. <clears throat> no, it looks a little wet, man. Dark ash. Got to let that dry, dry no, it's, a bit more. It's, dude, it's it looks a, like we have to light a tree like that, though, dude. It's the second generation. That's why it's all fucking. We <clears throat> mean yeah. second. It's all roaches, man. Yep, second generation. Oh, hardcore, fucking man. right here, bro. Same shit. Save some fucking. I don't have to. I have plenty of fucking fresh weed, but. Yeah, so do I. I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna smoke all these roaches right now. I still smoke all my tails. I catch a lot of shit for that, man. I used to jar them all up and fucking save them for no fucking good reason. And then they just got wasted or I'd give a fucking pound of them to somebody that fucking wasn't made or whatever. That's fucking, my story. But now I just, I'm just back to smoking them now again. I'm just like, fuck it. Well, no, buddy, man. That's sh- quite the fucking story, dude. That was a fucking awesome story, dude. No, well, unfortunately, you did get ripped off. Oh, but you know, like I say, yeah. I bounced back. But actually, my my wife, who was like this hippie that lived in this bubble, it fucked her up. It did. It like yeah, like she. It's yeah, it scared her, and she didn't get over it. Yeah, it's a long story, but yeah. 
I knew a couple of their pretty cool people. We eventually got to know them. And uh, eventually they stayed at our place when we left and we gave them keys and shit. And one weekend we met up with them to do whatever, right? You know, exchange some kilos. And sure enough, they were so late. We were wondering what the hell's going on. By the time we came back, all that shit was gone. Yeah, Only well, that, they took my bongs, man. When we pieced together, like, they and things they said, oh, they had been creeping around our house, like, for, like, up to a week. And we, at that point, we had five chihuahuas. And, yeah, then we thought back, yeah, man, remember the dogs were acting weird that night and that other night? Yeah. Like, they, they'd they come. Scoping but, you out. Yeah, it was like a it was like a pro thing, like some and well, you don't yeah, have to be a pro. You just no, no, no. I don't want to get into all that. These guys, yeah, let's not go into were, details. These guys were a team, but like when it new came, subject, like, what, do you, what do you do about, about it? It wasn't. It wasn't like problems. oh man, we better call I the cops. Autos. Autos like, nice. was, we well, should grow autos. Like, call the cops. I got some. Do? I'll send you autos. No problem. You got there, boy, cat. But you know, you know this. My friend has a, a rosin op in 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 Yukaya. He made this for me and gave it to me when I was up there last week. And it's just marked Mendo Blendo. Nice. And, well, he's in Yukaya and does processing for a living. And yep, that's what this jar of rosin is. Show Mendo that again, Blendo. blind cat. Oh, I just fucking broke it down a bunch, but here's the top of it now. <laughs> what is that? It's a, uh, there's like fucking, I took off the meat of the, the bottom meat of the nug, but it's a blood wreck crossed the vintage blueberry. Other than the, other than the proprietary to blueberry, it's like my favorite that I grew. And they're both from the American one. Oh, um, shit. Some testers. Fire, both both pretty dense, but especially the proprietary is super dense. Uh, you think it has a cookie in it then? I'm eating cookies. No. <laughs> it did have a little bit of a, <clears throat> I was noticing earlier, I, I was trying to put my finger on it the whole time, but uh, I think it has a little bit of like a licorice like a black licorice smell, but then there's something else in there too. It's not just that. Have some Durban in it, I bet you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But at least the turp profile is similar, you know? He's done. New lighter, buddy. My torch did, did the same shit, bro. It's done. Mine, yeah, you know what, though? This one Yeah. and the rig... Is from 2012. Oh, I know. I have another one. I just. Oh, what's the make of it? Tell us the fucking make of that. Wait, it's it's that company that even to this day I have the box and the receipt because it gives you a lifelong. I've already sent it back twice since 2012. It takes them like a month. They do whatever and send it back to you. It's it's the one called. Back when, back in 2012, there wasn't like 50 kinds of torches. It's made by Spectre, or no, Vector. Vector, who they were one of the first companies that had these. They don't offer that warranty anymore because 
I, I, they had these before there was dabbing. I don't know what people used them for, but Vector makes other lighters yeah. for cigars. They're crack torches and, before there were dab torches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember talking to the guy when I sent it back the first time and he, he said, yeah, there's like, an, you know, it's a huge boom in business. Like there was a period where these companies that existed had no idea what what happened. But like one day to the next, they were selling like 10,000 fucking torches a month. And, and, and didn't really realize, hadn't put the connection together yet. And, and I was already returning one. I had two hey, of them at one point. Hey, Eagle, are you there, bud? Eagles, are you there, Eagle? He's you can camera. see me. You can see me. I right can't here. see you. I don't have that whole. I don't have that picture thing going, dude. <laughs> Hold on. Let me switch my view. Are you there? What do you think? I did the fucking eye tattoo, the eyelid tattoo thing on your ass and shit. Just took a picture of myself and fucking folks in it. It's my background. They'll never know. I'll be right back. That is exactly what I was thinking, man. Now I forgot what I was going to fucking tell you, man. <laughs> Squirrel. I think it was going to be a survey. But I forgot what the survey was going to be about. Oh, oh yes. Now I got, I got it. Talking about lighters. Would, would ask the wee nerds if they would buy something that could fill, refill a bic. What? Buy would you buy would... yeah would you buy an attachment you know to a butane thing so you can refill your bic yeah but you got to drill at the bottom right no the no, attachment goes good. right through that bitch right from the factory oh i thought you just like were making like the bottom part to sell the people that would have been badass the bottom well, i know part. one thing bic Actual butane is the nastiest mix that you could have in butane. Like, it's only one. Like, you can buy other lighters and have like way less soot. Like if you burn this, there's a lot of soot. I, re I remember the story about it, but yeah, a lot of it is it, it's not going to ever blow up in your pocket, right? It's like they've created their own proprietary butane that they use in their lighter uh, over the years and it's bad it's not like clean there's <laughs> even those cheapy lighters that are I like see two eagles. and i know some of this from back in the crack days oh you tricky you tricky buddy I'm surprised out of all the because I have open invitation and anybody can come to any of the shows I go to. The only guy that's taken me up on it is fucking Captain 420. He's come out twice. <laughs> We've partied hard. Real time partying. Actually, another guy that I met on here, SoCal Matthew, he came too. 
The fake SoCal. Yeah. But there's shows coming up. We're at Dodger Stadium on January 10th and Mule, Government Mule, who I'm friends with Warren and, and his manager is my good friend. He's at Humphreys, which I get free tickets and whatever. And uh, up in Ojai the following day. So what's that we're smoking on, man? Cannabis, bro. Smoking on You're smoking on roach and roach. You got two roach I'm smokers. Roach and roach and roach. I'm not, is, no, I ain't smoking no roaches no more. <laughs> I know, mine's already dead. <laughs> Which is almost the same as an auto. <laughs> no, it's no one near as bad as an auto, bro. It's not as bad as an auto. You gotta admit, it's last because it's definitely heated up, right? A lot yeah, of that stuff. It's so good man. though, because it gets you so much higher. Evaporated away, man. Like yeah, I guess some might be trapped in that weird resin stuff, right? Like gooey resin that's just killing me faster. I don't know. We were all out of weed before. I remember cleaning your pipes, right? Heating them up, good, burning man. that black shit, get a little buzz going. <laughs> There's my resin metal pipe having that fucking metal scraping in your bowl that you were smoking. I hope they're not same thing as an auto, right? Resin for days. Oh, that just brings back like what the fuck? Nightmare memories. Horrible memories. Nightmare. (laughs) That is I can remember a period in my life where I would have probably smoked that shit, but it's a bad dream now. <laughs> While I was waiting for this to dry, like last week, like I was like, let me let me just dry it right. I don't want to smoke it wet. Like I want to dry it, dry it right. It's still not dry all the way. Now, Eagle, what's the name of the machine that you say works really good at quicker drying that you have? Oh, I use the My Herbs Now machine. It's the one I and, and do you think. Because like I, over the years, I maybe nothing like that machine, but tried every trick we ever could think of to try to make things dry. But ultimately, nothing is better than just that two weeks, 60, 60 or something around there. Like I can't imagine some device could do it quicker and it, it'd be same quality. I you don't said know. It, I, I swear to it, you. I swear to you. It, 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 it definitely he's got tests he's got you know what i mean it isn't just my opinion there's other well, people that's tried it are he's you familiar and shit. with this this guy named trichrome ken ken trichrome ken he's been it's like so a smart. cannabis guy he's well i remember this guy giving a panel in like 2000 something at high times cup where he, that was when weed was still like 4,800 a pound. And he was talking about when weed is like $50 a pound, it's going to be a more valuable crop for terpene extraction. And here's why. Cannabis is unique amongst agriculture plants that terpene extraction is a major industry. Like rosemary, for instance, is farmed worldwide and 90% of it goes into essential oil and terpene extraction. It's values, whatever it is. 
But so he had this whole thing. Well, I follow him and he, he's very smart guy, always has innovative things to say. He has released this product. It's very expensive. Like the, you get, you call them for a quote, they do the install, but it's called Velos, V-E-L-O-S. And when you read the technical part of it, and this gets back to like cold trapping, which was like when BHO was more popular, there was like ideas and devices to cold trap to capture the terpenes like in the, in the air, basically. And when you read his technical thing, he's got a device <clears throat> that dries and cures your weed in a, what I think it says 50% faster and captures the aromic, aromic, or the way it's described is, yeah, the, even the, the terps that are lost when you're drying it. I, I believe, I believe all these terps we're worried about are still going to be there, right? They, they don't dissipate that rapidly. Well, look, when your right? weed's drying and you smell it up in, outside <clears throat> your house, that's terps that are now outside and, your house. Yeah, but you can't stop that, buddy. You can't stop the terps from leaving your weed. What are you well, saying? A slow, is, dry, conserve no, terps? quick, dry. I think it's a... a uh, it's know, a very expensive device. Oh shit! Red pill, you're living. To uh, to uh, uh oh, oh, what are you up to, buddy, man? Let let red pill go. Let red pill chime in. Come on, red. Yeah, yeah, red 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 pill, I'm right. talking about. He heard cold trap and he oh, got yeah. excited. He got yeah. summoned. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, um, Tricome Ken or Tricome Technologies, whatever his thing was. Yeah. He's yeah. Definitely one of like I would say the people that was uh, ahead of a lot of people when it came to yeah. Yeah. terpenes. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, well, his whole thing was the hooking up of a cold trap to a vacuum oven. Okay. Because yeah. I know you you're hip to shit. Type type in or follow him on Instagram. Just in the last month or six weeks, he's released an advertising campaign for this thing called Velos. And read the technical thing of what it describes it's tricky because it's proprietary and they're like don't want anyone to know what the fuck it is but it's an interesting thing and i know that he's been developing he's been developing whatever for a while like he's 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 a serious guy and oh, yeah. and this is a serious piece of equipment it's 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 being marketed to like the big commercial grows like i i think this is millions of dollars worth of shit to to do this and but if there's value in it, then because it also dries and cures the weed. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, and all quickly within a couple of days type of shit. Yeah. And doesn't well, lose anything. Eagle, well, I don't know. You'd now. have to read it. I, I don't I, I even the technical shit that's on the advertising thing okay. is over my so head. Red pill could probably understand terpenes, it. Think of terpenes like heat and pressure heat and pressure kind of do want to do the same thing heat wants to chase cold and pressure wants to escape whatever container it's in so terpenes uh it's not so much that they're evaporating and leaving they're just dissipating so they're disassembling and flying all over the place that's why 10 feet away or one block away you can smell 
you know, res, you know, tiny little bits of mount, mount of it. So and even, even in up. 2012, when this guy was explaining this project, what, he had just completed in Israel in 2012, where they extracted from 22% weed, they got <laughs> just over a gram of pure terpenes, what they considered pure terpenes, back. And within that, you would still have to separate it into the different isolated, mm. uh, isolated terpenes. But he was explaining then... 5% terps all day from my auto, baby. A lot of terps have like <laughs> commercial value and are relatively inexpensive on the market. But when you get into the other terps that are harder to extract, harder to come by. Yeah, but what, what, whatever happens. They are the you, most valuable. Wait, this sure, is the only thing. Hey, buddy, buddy, the buddy, most buddy, buddy. Okay, commodity talk. buddy, you've been talking too long. On the planet. Like been, more than can, plutonium, can more them? than everything. Is there a mute button? I'll mute <laughs> myself. <laughs> thank you thank you red pill what were you saying brother uh all i was gonna say is volatilization is that if, if you have a container in which all this is taking place and the only spot for uh gas and or terpenes or heat to escape if you have that trapped and it's cold then everything's going to condense the humidity out of the air it's going to form liquid and then you're going to have basically oils and liquids in this container no different than when i do a steam distillation so there you go so yeah that herbs now dryer or any anything else like that other brand that i think people talk about the curador type thing yeah, if, if you set that thing up and operate it right, you'll be able to uh, capture any bit of the terpenes that try to escape. Or You say capture, you mean retain. Retain or capture, what do you mean? Because once they're in the well, air. If you, if you ask Scott, it retains, if not fucking captures them. He says fucking T or the terpene levels are <laughs> higher in the machine than a hang dry his claim and he has supposedly has tests i've seen the tests no supposedly has tests from the side by sides i've done side by sides with the mm -hmm. machine and uh every bit is serpy if not again no test to back it up just my personal opinion but it was and just as good if not better than the hang drive fuck yeah eagle i believe that too man but eagle was that test done like each one was like three days done like, why would the one be better in the container versus the one hang drying in the same conditions? I waited for the hang dry. It's not like when the machine was, you know, done in three days. I was smoking it and walked over and pulled buds off like the hang. You know what I mean? Half wet. Mm, yeah, this is shitty. You know what I mean? That's not a fair comparison. I let that bud dry properly and then did a the side by side. You know what whoa, I mean? Whoa, whoa, but, whoa, whoa. You <clears throat> said properly. What do you mean properly? You just you just said herbs now does it quickly and efficiently, which is has nothing to do with what you're as describing. As far as a hang dry hang goes. When you're whoa, whoa, using a hang dry, I mean, there's a proper method. I mean, you at some point, you're no, looking no, for certain man. things. See, that's the mistake. Like stem snap. Yeah. Huh? 
but you could that could still be reached quickly, right? That still could be done quickly at the herbs now. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's for saying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm so just the hang dry can be done the, the same hang way. dry, basically. Uh, the the terpene thing though, yeah, the stream of value in them though, like uh, yeah. Uh, Two hundred yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the value of it. But every time I do an equation for that, and I come out with like numbers like eighteen billion, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But no, that's what I do. <laughs> but no, yeah. So, each run, basically from a pound or oops, sorry, two pounds. Sorry, you go my bad. Um, two pounds. Uh, if you get thirty milligrams or so, yeah, you're looking at around four to six thousand dollars. Terpenes. Damn. So, Major, anymore, I look at it, the two methods to be uh, quite different. You know, I kind of look at the, the the drying method more of a quicker preservation method and then preservation method. And I think more of a long term or a dry is more leaning towards a, a, a cure type dry, to be honest with you. So, more like I was telling Smiley the other day, versus fresh cannabis versus, you know, more of a cured cannabis. If you're looking more for preservation and a quick dry for that turf preservation, proper levels, you're going to get more of an individual, you know what I mean? You're going to hit that joint. You're going to be like, mm, there's a little bit of lemon, there's a little bit of that, you know what I mean? To where in a longer term hang dry, them terps are going to change a little bit more and have they modulate more for sure. They change to it. And you can, you can slow too. that down. If you want to preserve your terps, you're going to freeze your weed, right? And well, my shit from October still tastes terpy. I still I got a fucking banana. Comparison. I, I mean, taste, test a comparison uh, doing a steam Bible distillation box. for quality and yield. Right, do the hang try, whatever adequate or proper or whatever word you want to use. The, you know, as good of a job as we can do hang drying compared to normal operating procedure for the my herbs now. And then put the exact same amount under the same exact conditions in the steam uh, distillation apparatus. And then test the, the quality as in like what we think smells better and then just overall yield and volume or abundancy. And yeah, sure, Red. The, the, the numbers might change to where the degree is obvious. That, oh, that one's better because of whatever. But our perception of that, that percentage isn't fine-tuned enough to, to capture that difference, right? Our, our receptors are maxed be, out. We don't have to have, you know, you can just smoke autos, man, and get and max out all your receptors, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, when you, when you buy auto seeds, do they automatically send those with a thing of Kotex, or do you have to order those separate? Oh, auto fems. The 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 maxi I, think, I think they're all freebies. Pleasure. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jesus Christ, Green Fingers. There's like two seconds, and you haven't said shit for like an hour. So come Fuck on. What's your comment? Road smoker. <laughs> Road to curves for days. Days. See? Even your roach has terps, right? I'm smoking regular weed now. Smoking some hey. of this shit. store bought. It doesn't make it any better. Ooh, fancy. Is it worse? Than is it, it gelato? Farmer and the felon. No, it's fucking head stash. It's just called head stash. That's how fucked up they are. I found a seed too. Well, it's not. Uh, the name somebody really killed related. that cricket, man. <laughs> They're making babies, um, green fingers, man. That, that's part of the charm. You got to get used to it. It's gonna last all the way till fall. I have a scorpion I just found. <laughs> My dogs were trying to eat it earlier. <laughs> just found it like on the street. Holy shit! Incredible. Right that's fucking crazy. I I live around giant moose. Fucking killer bears, rattlesnakes. I got things. I'd rather live here than your little fucking scorpions everywhere, man. Spiders. <laughs> little fuck that shit. Will fucking sting you in your sleep, and they'll fucking wake you up with legs that big, and be like, "Why the fuck is my shin as big as my thigh?" Like, what the fuck? Trips you out. Hey, is that a scorpion bite, or am I happy to see me? I was just going to send it. <laughs> when they get you right there, then you're happy for a week. You're like, yeah. <laughs> That's when you go you on the date, so like. green fingers. <laughs> now I know what it feels like to get stuck in a zipper once in a while. It's like, damn, the zipper again? Fuck. You got a bleeder. <laughs> A little of this brings back horrible childhood memories. Horrible childhood memory. Oh, God, that's painful shit right there. <laughs> Caught themselves once. I think I was at home and my mom had to help me pull it back down. I got how fucked up I was. I was like, like five years old. And I was like, Mom. And I ran back and I just. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. 501 right, button. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's still the problem, no button flies. Yeah, 501 button ups ever since then. Never had a problem. <laughs> Never had a problem. Ever since five. <laughs> yeah. Everything fun. I was like, I want the button ups. They're so cool. Like I just lied and told my mom like they were cool. And like just because like I didn't want to get caught zipping my shit up again. Fucking ever. So you got five or one button ups on right now. I don't even got pants on right now, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking I am totally going to take your word on this. Oh, yeah. It's all it's fucking, scorpion, <laughs> fucking scorpion, man. Fucking scorpion. Scorpions could be in my pants, dude. That's why I'm not wearing any. You but. got that bull rat slingshot going. 
No wonder that cricket's bitching and shit. He's like, put some pants on, man. Jesus. Oh, fucking do it. That's good. Well, it is what five thirty-two. Might as well call it good at uh, the image I'm trying to erase of Robert Mr. Green Fingers. <laughs> Embrace it. Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders for you now on, sir. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to go into deep meditation for an hour before I go to sleep. Shit. I'm short, so it's like it's the only big part of me. Okay, with that smoke right now, (laughs) I'm gonna get out of here before I get so tailed. So, cheers, everybody. Thank you, Eagle Chat. Have a great day. Oh, we got you later, Stoney. (laughs) All right, everybody. Everybody have a good night. Cheers, Eagle. Cheers, chat. Later, Green Peace Fingers, out. Red Pill. Everybody. Yep. Peace out. <laughs> and, uh, I'm right. I'm out. <laughs> See you guys later. Had fun tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Red Pill. Yep. Always enjoy having you. I'm not so used to the fucking quiet Red Pill these days. We gotta yeah, get your phone looked at or something, man. I don't. I don't know. Literally, I'm. I'm so close to it. I'm like less than six inches away. It's right in front of my face, talking to you. Oh. You know, either way. Either way, we appreciate your participation, right, Bill? Yeah. No problem. No problem. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Peace. All right, Eagle. I'll talk to you in the future. Enjoyed your wood. Well, thanks. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you popping in. One last thing about the dryer is that's something cool for like a fucking novelty for like a smaller grow or good size perpetual. To where you're gonna run a few of those dryers, but I could never see something like that catching on for like a large scale to where you're having like fucking semis fucking trying to dry fucking canvas. Well, some like of these that. commercial, you know what I mean? Drying chambers are being built basically to accomplish similar thing at scale. They're putting a lot of you know equipment into drying and curing at facilities more than you know like that's the new thing like having a really tight drying chamber you know totally climate controlled and everything but yeah i figure in the end it, it, it even when you guys were talking about it i thought 
just like with fresh frozen, you're capturing certain things like, I guess they're called esters and a lot of things that in the curing process and some of those go away fairly quickly. So if you could get it through a, a piece of equipment that in three days it was, now you might lose some things on the back end, but there could be things you're capturing that that amount of time hanging is losing. That's just my thought. So I just think that the, as far as that goes, the, the esters and the flavonoids and stuff like that are something that's being traded off for a higher THC content. <laughs> no wonder they're fucking trying so hard to retain them. They're just not there as present as they used to be either. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you. But I appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right, buddy. All right, everybody, go plant some seeds. Eagle. Fucking love you. Fucking hi now. You guys made me laugh too much. Fucking. What was I saying? You were telling how you were just getting ready to go get some pants. And you'll see oh, me tomorrow. Oh, definitely. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Love you too, brother. Right. Why is it so hard to say when I just said the other stuff? If you have a good one, go get some pants. <laughs> Later, man. With that being said, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the extended extended we nerd world tonight unfortunately is too far gone as am i i am completely whooped i don't even know how i'm holding my eyes up right now so forgive me for the no shout outs to this evening but this shout out goes for all you guys everybody who participates hangs in chat tells their story it helps out with guests there's so many people that do so much for this me and this project I am so grateful for you all. With that being said, if this is the end of your day, your journey should be at fucking 538. Go to bed. Yeah, I'll just play. If it is, please get some rest. If this is the beginning of your day, your journey, have it take a little time for a little bit of self-love, a little bit of meditation along the lines of your what I am hoping is a super amazingly prosperous Saturday. Take time to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. With that being said, I am out of here. You guys have a good night. I will see you 